Welcome to episode eight of the Light Up the Sky podcast. Sorry, Light the Sky. Uh, for those of you, we've had a little name change. Uh, might see it reflected in the album art. And uh, now that we are live to the world with episode one with uh, Spotify, Apple, and all that, um, you know, glad that you've caught up and stuck with us up here to episode eight. And, uh, you know, we're continuing our journey down this uh, Van Halen uh, slash Van Hagar slash. Uh, Sammy and the Mechanics, uh, I may call it at this point. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll get into that, see, yeah. Yeah, I guess yeah. you can see where we're going here. Uh, with OU812, perhaps a veiled reference to David Lee Roth's solo album, Eat It and Smile, or, sorry, I think it's Eat Em and Smile. Uh, it'd be a little bit different um, with that, but I... I, I uh, you know, it might be a call and answer. Who knows? This album came out two years later. Uh, we are in the year 1988. We are basically at the 10-year anniversary of the band, um, which is kind of interesting because we've really slowed down our pacing. We're not doing album every year. Um, we're definitely um, into our kind of more AOR phase of the band and just kind of with the way that uh, music is heading now with, uh, you know, the CD format starting to become more prominent, that um, the songs become a little bit longer and albums become a little bit deeper. Um, hopefully, uh, you know, the band is ready to rise to the task to pull that off. So, um, Chris, give us a start. Uh, give us your opening thoughts on this album. And uh, uh, what do you think out of 10? Where are you at? Um Funny enough, I mean, yeah, melodically, this album resonates with me a little bit more funny enough than 5150. Uh, I just, the overall riffs, uh, Sammy's vocals uh, really, uh, really hit me in that sweet spot. Uh, And I'm going to go a little bit higher than I did on 5150, because I know 5150 is generally the most popular of the Sammy albums. But uh, yeah, I'm going to go 7.5 on uh, OU812. All right. Sounds good, Chris. Um, I'm up next now. Um, my thoughts on this album, uh, I overall have to say that I probably dislike this album. Um, it's, you know, I have to go the opposite way with Chris again. Uh, 5150, we were kind of running the opposite directions, and I'm going to have to go that way again here. Um, you know, it, <laughs> I don't know, maybe even the worst album since uh, Women and Children First. I don't even know if I might even put that lower than this, maybe uh, starting off a little bold here. But uh, I don't know if I would put this whole album in the trash can. But, um, I, you know, I, I mentioned in 5150 that I'm starting to see Dave and the, you know, the Dave heads point on, um, you know, what, what Van Hagar really is. And, um, you know, I, I got to say, like, you know, as my I got I got to respect Sammy because he brought a lot vocally to this album. Um Alex, you know, brought brought uh, quite a bit uh, behind the sticks, um, and I'm not sure, you know, Michael's even a part of this band anymore. Um, I mean, there's, there's, <laughs> yeah. there's a few moments here and there, but like at this point, he's he's, he's a little bit, uh, yeah, poor, yeah, poor Mike, uh, you know, yeah. poor Mike, you know. And, uh, <laughs> let's leave it at that. And um, I got a big gripe with Eddie on this album. Um, let me just, you know, and not to turn this into a rant, but you know, the solos are derivative. The guitar licks are just uninspired. I counted three points where I heard the same lick in this in this uh, across the album. Um, and, you know, look, you know, I, I you know, I, I grew up, you know, playing saxophone, studying jazz and, you know, all those greats had their licks. And, um, you know, but you look at like John Coltrane, who was really, um, you know, Eddie Van Halen might be considered the John Coltrane of guitar in many ways. And John Coltrane evolved as a saxophone player right before his death. Um, you know, his final album was very freeform, very improv- improvisatory and and um, like really revolutionary. And now Eddie seems to almost be regressing here, unfortunately, um, you know, you know, I'm not saying that it's going to stay this way, but man, and his guitar tone 
sound here is just awful. Um, you know, just my personal opinion, but I mean, it sounds like Iron Maiden and, you know, I, you know, I love Iron Maiden, but really never really for their production, at least past Power Slave. Um, and, and this guitar tone here is just atrocious on this album. Um, like, what do I give it out of 10? I, a five, you know, and then maybe it's being just like generous for Sammy. I mean, there's a couple songs in here and I'll get to it that, um, you know, maybe might have been better on a Sammy album, uh, solo album than a Van Halen album. But uh, we'll get to that. So, yeah, you know what? I'll I'll start with a four point five. Maybe you guys can change my mind. I'm going four point five. I got to I got to hit the low ones hard. So, uh, Alex. Yeah, OK. Uh, well, I think I feel a little better, a little bit better about it than you do. <laughs> but yeah, this one I, I re-listened to again a few times before the show. Uh, yeah, I want to say yesterday and today. And honestly, I kind of forgot how much I liked this record. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I would go and say it's as strong as 5150 is. I mean, I think objectively it's not. I mean, if you even just look at sales wise and stuff, it was it was a dip below that record. But I don't know. I think there's a lot of cool stuff on here. There's definitely not as many hits, but I kind of just like the whole vibe surrounding the record. I like the the album cover and the kind of the darker. I don't know. I don't know if I would consider it sort of like the fair warning of the. Uh, actually, no. I think there's a later record in the Sammy era that's more of the darker. Uh, fair warning era but yeah there, there's something about this record that i kind of like the i i will say uh production wise I, I liked your comment about is mike even in the band anymore because it's pretty true the bass is mixed pretty low on this record and i think eddie's even gone back and said that uh if he could go back he would he would bump that up in the mix so that's an interesting point but yeah i like a lot of the deep cuts on this um, I personally kind of like his guitar tone on this. It's pretty roary, especially on something like Sucker in a three-piece. Just those opening chords are just so huge. I always kind of like that. And, uh, you know, for me, the intro to this kind of record jumping up more into my into my mind was that Tokyo Dome show. And here I go again about my live record, my live stuff. But there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a pro shot pro shot uh concert of them either in 88 or 89 and they're playing in japan at the tokyo dome pre the dave era live record tokyo dome this was this was on the oh you two tour and i don't know i just i really like the whole vibe of that that show there's there's speculation that i've read that i was talking to kev about this but how much of it is live i know there was a lot of comments saying that yeah are, are some are some of these videos just filmed during their sound check because if you look closely <laughs> A lot of the shots don't really even show the audience, oh. so I think I think it's I think it's a mix of both. But okay. yeah, I don't think that concert is as good as Live Without a Net, um, just because I don't know. I think coming out of the gate with Fifty One Fifty, they were just more eager and excited to show the world this new era of Van Halen, and maybe they slowed down a little bit and got a little comfortable on this record, and maybe the songs kind of show that. But I still I still like it. I, I think there's a charm to it, and. Like I said, a lot of the deep cuts I like, and maybe some of the singles aren't as great, but, you know, I, I dig it. So, yeah, I don't know if I'll give it as high as a, re- a rating as I do 5150, but I think maybe like a 7 out of 10, 7.5. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just, just a Chris, yeah. And, uh, Kevin, close it out. Yeah, uh, so I'm definitely going to be more on the Chris and Alex side of things with this record. Not that it doesn't have 
it's it's down points. Yeah. Uh, I think the songs, a lot of them I enjoy. I think a, a lot of them are there for me. Mm-hmm. Um, w- w- my biggest problem, honestly, with this album is the production and the sound. Uh, yes. I, I kind of get what Mark's saying about the guitar tone. Uh, it, it's it's a lot of use of that eventide harmonizer mm-hmm. that he was using here, and it's not as clear, it's not as crisp as 5150 and some I, I of the agree. later albums. And the synth sounds they sound like 1982 even though oh it's 1988 God. and oh. it's not and not in a good way not oh, in yeah. a good way either it's not in that like timeless thriller way you know that right. jupiter 8 sound it's more in like uh you know what on earth were they using kind of thing oh, i know yeah I... and then there are parts like you already mentioned the bass but there are parts in the mix where things are just muffled background vocals are muffled for one no reason in one line but clear the next that, that oh, it's really? just yeah it's just terrible and <laughs> and i've listened to it on digital vinyl vinyl helps the bass a little bit and yeah. add some warmth but yeah. it's just there there are parts that get me i'm like man if if they just put some get a real producer people put it in there and tune up these songs a little bit and, and that's kind of where i get like it's a down step from 5150 if somebody had kind of come in really you know Tasked the band a little bit more, sharpened up some of these songs. Maybe they would have been better. As they are, I still like the songs, but probably not as good as it could have been. And and I definitely a step down from fifty one fifty for me. So I, I give it mm, six and a half or seven. I would say leaning towards seven. Okay, that, so it's like you, you guys got to be convincing me here. Yeah, you said that. I was I was gonna <laughs> yeah. say real quick that I I almost thought I I think I like the backing vocals more on this than fifty one fifty. Just yeah. I think yeah, there, the there are some are great catchier, parts. Yeah, right? there are yeah, some even, great yeah. parts, but the sounds are just so. Yeah. I just can't get it. <laughs> sure. I agree. Yeah, I mean, this again. I mean, it's Sammy. When Sammy starts opening his mouth, I mean, that's where again we're the probably with a lot of Sammy records. I mean, it's his vocals or the strengths of the record, and then you see Eddie is really kind of. Yeah, either he's spending too much time in the studio, or like I think, like you said, Kevin, yeah, the guitar tone is uh, yeah very. There's just a lot of stuff on it. Um, yeah. Sometimes it works, um, uh, but sometimes yeah, you just want to hear that classic Van Halen, just brown sound, yeah, punch yeah. to the gut. You know, uh, Kevin, that that was a point that uh, a great point that I, I missed out on my opening statement that I wanted to make. Um, you know, I have a uh, when I was listening to this album, like I have a big problem with it being released in 1988. Like the sounds on this album just feel so much more like if it were 1986 or 1987, like I could live with it. I could say, you know, fine. Like was Miami Vice that popular or like bands that dying to get Michael Mann to pick their songs. Like, <laughs> did production royalties yeah. pay that much? Because it really sounds like a lot of these songs are just like, you know, like made for TV in a way. And, you know, like in 1988 by one of the biggest bands in the world with all kinds of money to do what they want in the studio. Like this is the sound that they put out. Uh, oh, there, like, there, there's, I, there, yeah. There's so much I want to say, but I want to save it because you're kind of checking <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah. All right. A lot of well, what you're, yeah. You know, let's get into that for when we get into the I mean, songs. But yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean these, these, this, it was, it's just, I guess, I mean, for a band that was releasing albums yearly 
and then they skipped one year, you know, and you can understand it. Like maybe 1984 should have came out in 1983 and you know, it'll be called 1983, whatever. And like, I guess we're going to be custom called 1984 too. Um, um, but then you can understand that it took a year break to kind of figure out the whole transition. And then if 5150 came out in 85 and if this came album came out in 87, like I maybe could accept it a little bit more, but man, there's, this is just uh 88 almost kind of feels like the band is following and not leading um i don't know if that's just my impression so let's see how it changes let's get to the track by track about a song that does sound yeah about four or five years too late yeah. uh and and going back to what mark said as far as a uh, kind of a miami vice kind of feeling vibe yeah the intro to that song where it's got that really dated kind of drum keyboard kind of patch there yeah i yeah I, when you hear it it's like wait what yeah this is not 1988 but did they have like a a moment where they i don't know where they were listening to music from almost a yeah, seven or six, seven years earlier. I mean, what, what where is this coming from? And funny enough, it, from what I read, yeah, this was one of the most difficult songs for Sammy to get through for this record. I guess he had a really hard time with the lyrics because um, I don't. I guess it was the one time he was trying to write uh, like a more serious kind of political song. And uh, I mean, funny enough, I mean, it sounded like they were kind of happy when it came out, but it. Years later, I guess there was a little bit of like, well, to be honest, I think especially coming from Eddie, like this song was just way too kind of weird. And there was a real, yeah, even even getting it made. I mean, Sammy even said in an interview that I read, yeah, that, yeah, he, I mean, it was, it was a miracle that this came out at all. Um, and it kind of sounds like a song that probably was, yeah, it probably should have. As soon as they got to that wall, they probably should have just thrown it out. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, you bring a point up about the opening there. Yeah. You know, I agree with you on the opening synth and everything. Yeah. Um, I will compliment this song here on um, uh, something that seems to be coming a bit of a consistency for the Van Hagar era. Um, Sammy's, I talked about this last time, Sammy's opening, uh, words to, or the song, like kind of when the full band came in and everyone was just bringing it all was that, um, uh, uh, yeah, grade a, uh, was it a U.S. prime grade a, I mean, I just talked about how that was such a killer opening to the era. And I have to compliment this one too, just that forgive me father for I have sinned. I mean, that's a cool cool way to open an album um you know just just i always like that um and kevin you played the solo there you know i I was when i was listening to the solo i mean again that's one of my points about this being 1988 here um i mean could this have been any guitarist at this point does that really sound eddie like maybe it's just my ears but i i feel like at this point i mean you got vi who's just like basically in the mainstream at this point i mean your shredders are a dime a dozen at this point and you know it's not eddie's 
fault because they're all copying him. But right. you know, he wasn't doing anything that I feel like you could say that he stands out here. It just kind of sounds right. like, oh, OK, an 80s shred solo. Like, yeah, you know, it's kind of shreddy. Not really. But yeah. yeah, I don't know. You're just resting on his laurels. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if at this point if he was just getting burned out and he was just. Yeah, I don't know. Or, or even if Sammy was the one kind of driving more of what was going on musically i mean not that eddie wasn't contributing but uh yeah it just seems like hey, who's in charge is a little bit different and the and as far as who's influencing the material you can definitely see is not like the first half of their career <laughs> yeah kevin well i think it, in terms of your point about the solo and evolving things like that I, I think it still goes back to what i said about 5150 where it's probably more of a desire to evolve as a songwriter and to write songs and that just worked on the last album obviously yeah. now that's not an excuse for dropping the ball guitar wise you know, i still still like the solo but you know now that you brought it up and the fact that you know it could be any number of guitarists at this mm-hmm. point that you can rattle off a list yeah that's very true uh I, I, this song it's tough it's one of these mixed bags for me again because the intro you know yeah it's it just feels kind of generic a little bit. And that synth sound, like I said, sounds old. Oh, it does. Yeah. And, that was and, the, and, yeah. and it shouldn't, you know, it, it, but what, once I get into the song, that's when I start enjoying it. Once I get into, into the kind of the chorus part, the verses, like with the lyrics that you said that Chris talked about and you talked about Mark, you know, that's when I start to enjoy yeah. it. So some of the other outside stuff I, I, I could kind of right. take or leave. Yeah. I'm sure mm-hmm. Sammy would uh, be happy to hear that. Cause yeah, I guess yeah, he he's, <laughs> yeah, he said he went through like seven or eight rewrites trying to get the lyrics down. Cause he said it was such a complicated uh, topic that he was trying to hit. Uh, yeah. And even trying to get it right in the studio. He said he'd, were times he wanted to put his fist through the wall just because it wasn't he wasn't capturing what he was what he had in his head. So, I think that uh, describes me listening to this album. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Alex, your thoughts? Yeah. Yeah. This was always a song that honestly I always kind of forgot about when I thought of this record. It's weird because it's the first song on the album, but I just I, I remember back in the day when I was you know listening to this band a lot more that. This was one of my least favorite songs on the album, if not my least favorite. Like Kevin says, uh, it sort of just had a generic feel to it. And, and now that you guys kind of bring up the dated synth sound and the Miami Vice sort of vibe, I, I can hear that. Um, but also Kevin's point where the farther you get into the song, once you get into the chorus, there's some cool parts for sure, and I kind of like Alex's drumming on this. Yeah. I don't know if I don't know if it's double bass kind of going that whole time, but it just kind of got this trugging kind of sound to it. And uh, there's a couple live versions that watching them, kinda, they played this one on the '95 Balance tour, which was kind of weird to me. I don't think they played many songs from OUA One Two at all, mm. but they played that one, which was kind of an interesting one to bring back. But uh, hearing it there kind of made me turn an ear to it and think about it more. So, yeah, I, I like this one a little bit more. Uh, I, I don't know if I would go to say it's my favorite. It, it's probably more more in the, the the lower half, but yeah, it's it's not bad. Let me queue up you, Alex. You mentioned uh, Mike's or Alex's drumming, and and I um you know I, I also thought there were some cool turnarounds that he threw in at certain points that really weren't um you know noticeable to me on first listen but on a couple times through i really like the way he would use his snare to match the rhythm of the keyboards i got a clip here we can we can listen to yeah, yeah. 
I mean, he's just not going on the twos and fours there. He was throwing it out a little bit. And, and I think that, you know, I, I think it might be, I agree that it might be double bass. I mean, just for a guy who plays with four kick drums live, I mean, <laughs> like what else could right. it be? Um, so, you know, I think he's definitely a high point of the song. The only problem I have like, is that, you know, and I love this song too, but it just sounds like a little bit more speed infused version of this one here. I mean, do you hear the wow. similarities? I mean, absolutely. I mean, yeah. But they, they, yeah. that was done much better there, though. You know, yeah, I mean, that's uh, 1986, to too. I mean, come on, Van Halen. It's, it's 88, and you're copying, like, was a Genesis I think, solo. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, that's totally... Yeah. I don't know if that song was in Miami Vice or not. I mean, um, I mean, that's Mike and the Mechanics, Silent Running, yeah. um, if you didn't uh, get your Shazam up quick enough. Um, no, I, you know, great yeah, song. I, I, I know um, that song very well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know if that was the one in Vice or if that was um, uh, the third... The Paul Raffio and I yeah, think. that that was in, in Vice, but um, yeah, I mean, I just uh, that's what, kind of where my um, my opening thoughts on Sammy and the Mechanics were. Um, but <laughs> I don't know, you guys agree or not? But I mean, that's that's kind of setting the tone for me. Yeah, we'll we'll start digging in here as as we keep going. So let's let's move on to kind of a big hit from this album, pretty well known. When it's love. gotta throw a quick one in here i said this last album i gotta say at this album a bit early for love again <laughs> I, i'm gonna i'm gonna let kevin go there because i know he chimed but I, I, I got a lot to say and i want to make sure that i get it all see i'm gonna come to this song's defense not that we're doing this already but this this i know this is a huge ball of cheese yeah. and it is track two yeah. but it it's it's alex's warm blanket for me it is for me it's it's uh, it comes on and i'm like you know what i I like this you know is is it something i'd blast you know going slowly down the street Uh, (laughs) all right absolutely not but i just i I just the song comes together nicely for me yeah so maybe not track two maybe maybe if it were track six okay but but i i just I still like it. I, I don't know the the background vocals, the ending, the outro really kind of. I, I like the outro. All right, I'm gonna have to do a quick right. poll on that. I know yeah. we'll do that later. Uh, yeah, go ahead. No, no. Right. <laughs> go ahead, Chris. I know where you're going, Chris. Let rip. All right. Um, I'd like to submit a request for a new category uh, called Chris Chris's wedgie moments, <laughs> meaning great great songs. With those like what Kevin, Kevin said, those warm blanket Alex's warm blanket moments, but. Where all of a sudden you find yourself with your underwear over your forehead. <laughs> I know it's great. I don't mean to be graphic, but 
Yeah, like I said, I love this. I mean, this is probably, for the most part, one of my favorite songs on the record. But again, you got that warm blanket feeling. Then you get to the chorus, and that's the underwear over the head moment for me. It's it's almost like, wait, what? What's is this the same song? I mean, you've got yeah, you're you're seduced by this curvy bunch of verses that are great. Yeah, just the guitar seduced playing. Seduced by curves, like it's yeah. good. I agree. <laughs> but all of a sudden, but again, but again, yeah, you're, you're you're yeah, you're being you're being kind of led along. You're just yeah yeah, kind of simping your way through, and then all of a sudden you get hit right in the forehead with this. What the? What is this? It's like again, it's like letting the air out of the song. I mean, everything else about this. I mean, yeah, from the wrist to the keyboard. I mean, everything is just very strong. Uh, and that's why, I mean, Kevin, and I, mean, I think has known for a while. I think we had a conversation a while ago about, about yeah, this we've song. talked about this song for years. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're it just was waiting one of those, for this moment. Yeah. It, it was funny. I was, when I was writing my notes, I was trying to, yeah, trying to see if I could get to the setter. Yeah. <laughs> inflect or injecting as much humor as I could. But, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, just, I don't know why they couldn't have come out with a more muscular chorus. Because again, you've got all this gray verse. I mean, the yeah, the keyboard, the guitar, it's just all really like yeah. And then all of a sudden, like, nah, like okay, well, I can't see because I've got my underwear over my head for for ten seconds. Yeah, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> okay. Alex, where are you? This, this coming from Chris is just yeah. hilarious. I don't know how I'm gonna follow that up. Yeah. But I, I, but I, I, but I, but I, I, I hit not. He's, he's still going. <laughs> but I just wanted to preface. I mean, overall, I mean, this is is one of my favorite songs on the record. I mean, just melodically. I mean, just everything. I just like perfect. sniffing my underwear to it. <laughs> yeah. But again, you've got that one moment where you just find yourself in. Uh, again, yeah, the warm blanket has been yanked away, and now all you've got is just yeah, this stink ass. Uh, yeah. <laughs> your head. Yeah. It's like you got a warm blanket, but then you find out that it's wet somewhere, and all of a sudden so appealing anymore like no 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 like any, any disgusting analogy you can you can think of yeah somebody no, spill uh, something on it <laughs> yeah, i hope but uh all right starting off strong track two but, yeah, okay it's, uh, but yeah no, it's one of those songs that I mean, frustrates I, me i, I, I can't like, i can't i can't wait till we get to feel so good okay <laughs> track two when it's love uh yeah uh, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and compare this one to and, and I did it in the last episode that I, I think this is the love walks in of the album which I think is probably makes a lot of sense it's kind of one of those big kind of cheesy love ballads uh, I, I will agree that yeah the chorus does get it does get some some big time cheese going but to be fair I'm such a big fan of 80s cheese that I think maybe I'm just I'm just such a big fan of it that I'm immune to it until I'm re- until I'm really listening to how, how cheesy that chorus is it, it's good I I've loved the song dare I say I like it more than love walks in I think I do. Uh, I bought I, that I know, song. I know. I, 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 know, I, know. I, I would agree with that just because the rest of the song is so strong. Yeah. It's, again, it's just that massive, like, pothole. Yeah. And I like how, again, live that Eddie will mimic the synth lead on guitar. I always liked when he did that and it kind of beefs it up. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a cool one to, like, watch them play live from the live right here right now show is pretty cool but yeah i don't know i really like this song i will say though you guys got me thinking when you said track two i honestly i'm gonna go ahead and maybe we could save this for for later thoughts but i'm kind of thinking that the track listing on this record 
if anything, might have ruined it. Because now that I'm really like looking at the songs in order here, you know, seeing what's track one and what's track two, and it's just like, I think if the record were sequenced a little bit differently, it might have done better. I don't know. That's just yeah. Van Halen, get a producer. Well, I mean, stop self-producing, please. And I and I think and I think because I mean, you look at Fifty One Fifty, how big of an an opening is is good enough. And they open with mine, oh mine, and then when it's love, it's. I, I guess it's sort of like you know the why can't this be love is in the two spot on fifty one fifty if I remember correctly. So like okay, they kind of mimic that, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it should have been like two sort of synth synth songs right after each other. But yeah, I, this is a huge this is a huge hit, and I still I still find joy in that chorus, and I think the verses are so cool, and you know props to the guitar solo where there's that little break and eddie shakes the hair out and then gets back in and finishes the solo i don't know if you know what i'm talking about but you know check it out yeah (laughs) i I will say that uh alex to support your point i did watch a few live versions of this um you know kind of inspired me to go out and uh, see how these were performed live and they definitely brought a bit more um i don't know if you just want to call it muscle yeah Yeah. or just 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 falls yeah i mean like they just they they weren't messing around live i mean a lot of these synth lines were tracked by guitar and it just makes it sound a lot cooler i mean um you know in some ways van halen is the kind of thing i mentioned this back with unchained being that prime song that you want to say you know i want people to see me listening to unchained like like you know like i'm the man like i listen to unchained and like when this chorus comes on nope (laughs) like maybe want to turn the volume down a little bit pretend i'm not (laughs) no no no. i I think you need to own it i I love 80s cheese too i think all of us love 80s cheese but you need to put the white suit coat on the white slip ons and just own it okay Yeah. Yeah. It's like I'm going all, all the right. way. Like I don't know. Maybe I have to have like an asterisk or something. We, we, we need to be saved here. <laughs> we need to be saved. <laughs> let, 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 let's get fired up. Shortly within the first minute, yeah, probably one of Sammy's strongest yeah moments. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. This, I I love the push and pull of this yeah. song. I, I like the 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 high energy intro and then pulling it back a little bit for the verse. Yeah, you get so, yeah, that that really yeah. intoxicating verse riff. And then it goes into the chorus. I, I'm gonna throw out a quick poll for this one though. Okay. Yeah. Um, would this song be better, or would the perception of the song be better if it were just called "All Fired Up" instead of this "AFU Naturally Wired" in parentheses? Because yeah. I, I honestly, as as when I was younger, I, I had no idea 
idea, you know, like a- AFU. I'm just skipping this song. Yeah, <laughs> I agree with you. I would say AFU would be a track I would skip. <laughs> yeah. Naturally, well, really? no, I don't know. Right. It's too weird. Yeah. Yeah, just, I kind of, I kind of like the title. I like it. I like the. <laughs> it's kind of different. Like you know, little little. Is that what you consider that punctuation mark uh, with the parentheses? What are, what are our thoughts? Oh, it's all over the place. Oh, it's all over. You got some, you got some periods in there. Yeah, no, I, 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 I like that. Uh, I kind of like the title. It's kind of pleasing to the eye. I don't know. But yeah, this song, uh, I, I guess it is my turn anyway, but this song is wild. I think I think they really kind of, not that When It's Love isn't strong, but I mean, this is like finally when they're starting to kick ass on this record. And I love this song. I, I think it's so, there's so many cool parts. I love that guitar tone there. And I really like the very end of the song where it kind of breaks down. I don't I don't know what the timestamp is, but it's like the like almost gets sort of, I think. Yeah, it almost gets like a metal or almost like a hardcore kind of Sort of. This is a, This it's just very metal. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost it's something really cool. you'd hear like on a Dokken song or something. It just right. It's, I agree. It gets, yeah. It gets really kind of aggressive there, and I love that. And of course, you know, Sammy's vocals are insane on this. But yeah, yeah I know, honestly, yeah. I, th- I I love this song, and I, I personally, this should have been, I think, track one. I think this would have been. Yeah. A, this yeah. this this should have been the opener to the record. Exactly. Not mine yeah, that's exactly what I was going to ask you, Alex, yeah. if you would have put that as an opener, because, you know, I, I, I feel like this is a little bit of a forgotten Van Halen song, and sure. it just maybe it's just because it's buried, you know, in the right. track list. And if they had been an opener, it might have been something that they would have brought out more to live shows that, you know, kids would have been picking up guitars and learning that riff. And I mean, it's just a, a, a yep. killer riff and just some amazing screams and just, so uh, I know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. Kevin, Sammy brought you, it. Right. right. Yeah. Kevin, right. can you queue up at two fifty eight? Uh, the, uh, uh, his, uh, Sammy scream almost gets to Jim Gillette levels of, uh, <laughs> Oh, here yeah. we go. Oh, yeah. I, I, I just, that now. Yeah. Let's see if it, yeah. <laughs> You know, there's that, the that solo there's Yeti that, that, but that I want. you know you yeah, know what's ahead. the best part about that solo section actually the bass the bass is going nuts in that solo yeah, section yeah that's that's one of those parts there's not a lot of bass shining moments in this song but that's one of right. them yeah, so funny you enough, think that back... was uh, mike or, or eddie because at this point you had to oh, figure okay. that it was oh. pretty much all uh, i hate to bring it back up but <laughs> I gotta if, if when I have a chance later, I gotta send you this video of uh, from like a year or so ago of Sammy uh, like in his house being interviewed and like just a video defending Mike. It's like three or four minutes and it's pretty much just him like telling Eddie off. <laughs> yeah. It's like Eddie, yeah. you don't f you Eddie, yeah, you don't know what you're talking about. But uh, uh, but yeah, the, yeah, this going back, getting back to this song, yeah, it's uh, the riffs in here are just great. I mean, from the opener to some of the more middle, kind of more progressive, even sounding riffs. Uh, Eddie's again talking about uh, Eddie's so- his solos not uh, really bringing anything new to the table. I think is kind of you can kind of see that here. It's uh, kind of the same kind of solo style that we've seen, and even even his imitators are probably doing it better at this point in time. Um, I know I didn't. Man. It is sad. I, I didn't, and I didn't pick out any specific time slot. It's just you know, all the solos kind of just didn't really um, uh, resonate. Uh, oh, just wait, just wait. I got one coming up for you. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> And Mark, it was kind of interesting. You said that this was kind of a f- f- one of the forgotten like songs off this album because yeah, that was from uh, again from a uh, an inter- interview with Sammy. They kind of looked at this as one of the main fillers on the record that actually did a little bit better than they had thought. Yeah, where it kind of came out a little bit stronger. 
Uh, and it is. Yeah, it's an interesting. Yeah, again, it's got that kind of the riffage is yeah, classic Van Halen. So mm-hmm. sure. Uh, let's let's move on to the longest song on the album, and that would be Cabo Wabo. love this song okay yeah, this is great I, I don't know maybe, maybe some I, I don't know what people think about this song uh, i know they've they've played this live uh quite a bit and i think it, it, it's again it's on that live right here right now show but i think this is a great song i don't know if this is like a promotion for for sammy's uh mm-hmm. reservation or uh <laughs> for his yeah. resort. well i don't know what, what the word i'm trying to think of is but for his resort but it's like I don't know. I, th- this there's some warm blankets going on in this yeah. song, especially <laughs> with the backing vocals. I oh, think I, know. Yeah. I think this is like one of the strongest backing vocals uh, on a song that they've had. This one this... and another one later on in the record. Those oohs just <laughs> are so perfect with the chord changes and stuff. The one thing I will say about this song is it's too long. Like yeah, it's seven yeah. minutes, but like it's too long. I, it's I think the verses and the structure are good, but like. Once it gets to the very end, where um, I, I'd have to go back and listen to exactly what part it is, but when when that kind of that verse keeps going yeah. over and over at the end, it's like you guys you didn't have to do that like fifteen times or however many <laughs> times you do it. Just like do it once or twice and end the song. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I, I really like this one a lot for the uh, for the backing vocals. I, I just mm. it's just like a fun song. I think it's really cool. It's a good riff. You know, you know, Alex, I have an idea. I have an idea. As a producer, uh, our, our go back in time producer here, cut that solo section. That is the worst solo I have ever heard out of Eddie. And I think it is probably the worst solo I have ever heard with the most interesting background guitar work at the same time. Like, okay. Someone find me a guitar solo that is as bad as that one with actually something really interesting going on in the background. Like, I almost want to listen to the backing track. Yeah. Just just have that and shorten it up, because what was he doing? Right. And, and real, is that bit at three forty two or something? I, 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 I had a note here for it? the solo part at three, at, at about three minutes in. Can you, yeah, can you see if it. that's let, it? Let's, yeah. let's take a listen here. He uses that lick like four times that album. That is awesome. And I, 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 I like it. I, I, I actually oh, have my notes. Of it. I love Mike sliding up on the octave. Yeah. Listen to this part right here. I mean, it's not like he's just messing around in the studio. 
All right, I mean, I love that. Ah, that's so good. It just that solo yeah. is nonsense. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I disagree. I just, I don't. Oh, that's no, that's fine. You're entitled to your opinion. I mean, I, I actually hit it in my notes. Yeah, love solo part right there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. With the, I just, yeah, I, I, I just love. Again, I know it's kind of like a, yeah, kind of a, yeah, kind of a crazy kind of like okay, just goof off solo. But uh, I love the the cleaner, pagiated kind of chord underneath it. I think it just really flows really well. But that's uh, what I'm talking about. That stuff yeah. is good. The solo, yeah. it just sounds like he's noodling yeah. first take in the studio. I don't know. Look, it's Eddie, and I know we can rip off a take in the in the studio first take. He'd done it before, but like, what was right. that? I don't. I don't. Know. I have like, no. I, I'm not, yeah, I, I get it. It could have been yeah, more of like a where you could have done a more thought out kind of uh, songwriter solo there. But uh, I don't know. For me, it, it it didn't bug me as much as I guess as much as you did. Uh, Kevin, uh, I didn't have as much issue issue as you did with it, so I got guitar I, 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 player. You know, Van uh, Halen yeah. solos. Right. Yes. Uh, yeah. I found it interesting, but not one I'd play. So I kind of get your point. I get both Chris's point where it's like interesting, especially because of the background vocals, like you said, or not the vocals, but the background instruments, like you said, Mark. Yeah. But yeah, it isn't one I'm I'm dying to pick up the guitar and play. And to me, that's the mark of a good Van Halen solo where I'm like, man, what is that? I, if I if I could learn that, that would just be the coolest thing ever. So that it doesn't really kind of inspire me in that way. Yeah. Uh, the the biggest part with this song, besides the length, is is the production. Yeah, I, I know I'm going to be coming back to it time and time again yeah. with this album, but it just sounds like a demo to me. Backing vocals are amazing, but in this case, there are parts of it. I'm like, does a bass exist? Does, like, did they just oh, okay. accidentally, did they accidentally hit he's mute? Sli- he's sliding <laughs> all over there on that. Yeah, but that's that the song. only time you hear it when it's way yeah, up. I'll, I'll, have to, I'll have to go back <laughs> and listen true. closer. But uh, I will I will say, though, I mean, it's as heavy as... Eddie relies on effects on well all the pretty much all the Sammy records. Uh, I love how the flanger really kind of works for this uh, particular riff. It, it, it does kind of have again this you could say this is kind of like the summary song of this album. Uh, and like Alex said, yeah, it does kind of sound like a almost like a a song for like a for like uh, advertising like a resort that he owns or whatever. Yeah, it's got that kind of. <laughs> Or you could use it in an advertisement, yeah. But it's still great though. I still love it. Yeah. I've got a word for yeah. this song, and it's yeah. boogie. Sure. Well, and one thing I realized too, like the drumming is so simple. It almost has got this sort of playing behind the beat, like John Bonham groove, where it's just super heavy and simple, and it just Mm -hmm. carries. And it's almost like if you go back, and it's funny because I read an interview where Sammy said he basically took the same melody from an old Montrose song. But I don't know if you guys are familiar with the song "Rock Candy." By Montrose, I'm yeah. sure you've heard it a bunch of times, yeah. but it's almost got that similar, really simple, big, roomy drum beat, and it just carries that groove. And I, I would almost equate it more to that. And then, real quick, just to uh, back up my thought from earlier, when I when I said I couldn't figure out the part where it goes on too long, it's the uh, it's the face down vocals at the very end where it keeps looping. Oh, face down, face yeah. down. I, I love it. I yeah. think it sounds great. I just, like, that. It goes on a lot. Yeah. It goes on a really long time. But it, it, it makes it makes you feel good, though. I mean, I'm going to have to yeah. uh, keep pressing my point about that solo. What, what are your thoughts? <laughs> my thoughts on the solo? I, it doesn't bug me. I mean, it's simple. Uh, yeah, it, it's definitely not the most clever technical thing right. he's ever done. But I don't know. I kind of like the... 
Yeah, if the if it's sliding from oct is from one to up, where he's you know he's right higher version of it. I think that's kind of cool. Yeah, and I, so I don't and know. I, I don't find it too much. All right, and I and I think that uh, that like arpeggiated clean guitar underneath, I think really helps lift it even more. Like I think if the if it was just the solo there, it would just be like another kind of yeah generic uh, kind of Van Halen. But I think all the all the music kind of holding it in there and kind of putting it in a little bubble bubble there, I think keeps it together. More no, than it I should, think, yeah. I, I was going to ask if uh, anyone else thought that this might have been a, a better Sammy solo song, but I think, Alex, mm-hmm. your point about Alex's drumming really adds to the song in a way that only the Van Halen brothers could have, plus that guitar work that Chris was talking about, solo notwithstanding. Um, I think I would back down on my thought that this might have made a better uh, Sammy solo song, and it actually is a good Van Halen song as a group. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and, and, and I'm pretty sure uh, Sammy probably plays this one with the circle or, you know, gets up and jams it with people, too. And it's not something super complicated where I feel like anybody could kind of hop up and, and play it, at least, you know, rhythm, rhythmically. But, yeah, I think just the backing vocals really tie it into a to a Van Halen song and make mm-hmm. it work. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a, it's definitely a Sammy song. Yeah. But yeah. They, 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 I think they back him up really well on it. So sure. All right, let's move on to what I believe is the first side or first song of side B, and that's Source of Infection. funny yeah this this uh, this is the hot for teacher of this album i mean yeah. i don't know if you guys hot for teacher through mud yeah it's uh <laughs> i mean i i love it i mean i even it's funny even with that tap beginning i should be tired of it by now but i don't know it again it just it, it just kind of gets that part of my brain that i don't know just i, I gotta give it the positive but uh yeah this whole song i mean i could even there was even a moment listening to it where i could almost picture uh dave singing it a little bit too Mm-hmm. Even with all the yeahs, and it just has that kind of mid '80s Van Halen feel. It's probably the most classic Van Halen song on here that doesn't have a, uh, as far as the musical. Uh, I mean, all the way down, even even the solo uh, section. Uh, what was it at two seventeen? If you could play that, Kevin is very. It's almost. It reminded me of the Hot for Teacher solo as well. Yeah, it's got it's that even that even that rhythm. Even with the drums. <laughs> Uh, 
uh, yeah, and that, uh, and that part, yeah, the chorus riff too, I, is, so I don't know. So good. It is good. I just love that. Yeah, go ahead, sorry. I, I love this song. Um, as a whole and i you know i also thought the hot for teacher comparisons i mean unfortunately yeah. the production kind of brings it down if you compare the two i mean just go back and listen to yeah. hot for teacher and this one back to back i mean they've got the energy they've got the band the tightness they've got mm. the sizzle the production just kind of lets this one down a little bit in my opinion um just from an engineering standpoint um and uh, it, the only problem i have with this song really is that opening tapping uh thing it, you know, uh, my first thought was just uh, Jan Hammer. It sounds like, again, Miami Vice synth. Like, I just I just like see I just hear those like arpeggios. And I just feel like that is more of like a keyboard riff that just feels like something from um, a Miami Vice episode I, yeah, than it does I, from I, a 1988 I, no, Van Halen. I, I know. I, I get it. I, I don't know. And again, I, I don't know why. Again, it's one of those just subconscious things for me where that was the one thing I remember when I first heard this album that, that yeah that was one of the things that jumped out. And I know he's done it before. I mean, he did it on Hot for Teacher. I mean, he did uh, even. um Mean Street. I mean, again, that was another t- tapping intro song. But uh, again, here, I don't know. It's just those notes in that order. And that yeah, just, yeah, they get me. They get me in that right place. So, yeah, I can't I can't be too rough on it. Sure. Kevin, uh, uh, you know, it's funny because I wrote down that this is one of my favorite tapping parts that he's done for the intro. So I'm a which little you, which you can you. play. Yes. Which, which I, I have a blast playing with it. Um, but yeah. If it weren't there, I don't think I'd like the song as much. Yeah. Oh, so man, I'm gonna I, shop the ball tonight, I guess. <laughs> no, no, I'm just <laughs> swinging no, and missing. No, you can, you can. I, I respect that opinion, especially when compared right. to some other things. You know, if you don't like it, that's that's yeah, fine. That's, that's one. Um, I, but yeah. on this listen, you know, I always knew that I liked that part. On this listen, what I like were the ending Sammy screams when he said, "Life is a source of infection." It's just oh, I know, I, belting it out. I would, I would love to have been in I the do, room for I, him I, to it, do that. I know. I do love the delivery of the of the chorus too. I don't know what it is. It just has that that Sammy. Well, as far as what we love about Sammy, just that kind of real muscle that he brings. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, it's yeah, I just love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. For a song yeah, that for a song yeah for a song that pulls its influences yeah very blatantly, it, uh, they somehow manage to keep it together and kind of keep you invested. Which I because it's funny. I was thinking. I'm like, you know, I shouldn't. Like this, because, yeah, this is a blatant, almost a blatant kind of ripoff style-wise from another song from a few years back. But it works for some reason. <laughs> Alex, you agree? Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I never, put, that's weird. I never put that comparison together. But now that I hear it, that makes total sense. It's, you know, yeah. it's that intro tapping section. And then, yeah, the the fast double kick drums kind of go on all the way through. So that's that's cool. That's a cool comparison. But, yeah, I, I again, I love this song. I think it's. That's interesting, Kev, you say that, that if that intro tapping wasn't there, you don't know if he would like it as much. I, I can almost back that. I mean, that's such a signature part of that song, and I love the, I don't know who that is, is that, that's Don Landy talking over the intercom, like, take one. I always thought that was kind of cool at the beginning yeah. of the song, but this is another warm blanket with those backing vocals, like the oh, I know, yeah. It's just those of infections are so, like, pleasing to my ear. I think they... I don't know. I'm going to go ahead. I like the backing vocals, like the tone right. of it. It's, it's got like almost this yeah. darker, like uh, I, weird, I will, it, it almost matches like the tone of his guitar. Like, I don't know if they put some flange on or what, but I think it's a little thicker and a little bit more up front than on 5150, like 5150 is a little thinner. And I just, oh man, I love it on this record. Right. And, and yeah, I think this song is really cool. Yeah. And, and I think they said, like Sammy was saying that, 
he doesn't know. I guess they it was either this or Sucker in a Three Piece. I think it was this one where he's like, yeah, I don't know if I like this song as much because this one we all kind of got boozed up before we went in the studio and tracked it. And we're trying <laughs> to throw stuff and see what works. But I think they killed it on this song. I think it's great. Yeah, uh, I agree with the uh, yeah. As far as again with uh, just the backing vocals, there is that one part though that I think it just didn't. If, it's, if there's one thing on this or part on this song that didn't set well on the old ear drums, it's that uh, where you got the back vocals going. I think they're saying round and round. I don't know. It just kind of goes a little bit into the higher. Oh, end the, of the, the move move it up and down. Yeah, and then you see, yeah, and then round and round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah, that yeah. was the only part where I was say where it didn't. But everything else, yeah, just yeah, with Sammy and the. Yeah, and the yeah during the chorus and the background vocals there, I mean, are perfectly suited. But yeah, you know, I I, I have to find it, point out that um you know we're really complimenting the band on doing things that they brought to the table every single song on mm-hmm. albums one, two, and you know if not three, four. Yeah, I mean it's kind of funny that we're going back and saying like, wow, yeah, good backing vocals, like wow, yeah, cool screams, you know, high energy, double bass, like. <laughs> It's like almost like kind of the exception yeah. to the rule at this point in, in, in a way where it's like, oh, thanks for showing us that you can still do that. Kind of interesting that um, mm-hmm. even just album two into the Van Hagar era, we're already at, um, you know, almost kind of forgetting what made Van Halen Van Halen. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In a way. Yeah, I can see your point there. Um, I, I will also have to agree with Mark's point a little bit on the production here. It's uh, just the inconsistency even some of the background vocals don't match from from take to take it's it's infuriating honestly because <laughs> if it could have just been better i mean just kick the album up a whole point maybe if it could have been better mm-hmm. uh yeah let's move on to a, a, another keyboard song on this album that would be feel so good It's, yeah, it's really funny because, yeah, the first time, again, really digging into this song, I'm like, this is circa 1985. Yeah. Uh, uh, Mike and the Mechanics. Uh, ZZ wanted, Top Afterburner. Right. Yeah. 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 A little bit. Yeah. Um, and again, I could see, yeah, who was, yeah, who was uh, Mike and the Mechanics lead singer? Paul Karak, I think, was the, I mean, I could, mm-hmm. I could picture him singing this song. I mean, it's right. It's almost, yeah, as close to that style as you can get. And funny enough, I guess Sammy, in another interview that I found, said that this was his attempt at doing a Genesis-type pop song, and I guess yeah, for the most part. Um, but uh, yeah, fu- and funny enough, I typically hate this kind of keyboard sound, like that ballpark 
uh, like take me out to the ball game kind of, but it just, yeah. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. That, that, that yeah. is what that is. Yeah, I never but it's funny, that. but yeah, it's funny with the, you know, with the, uh, with the synth <laughs> and the guitar underneath it. It just, I don't know. It just gives it a very unique kind of flavor, which I was surprised that I, yeah. Uh, almost like weirdly kind of, I guess as progressive as you can get for AOR. Um, and even the ver yeah, even and again, it's got that again, going back to what Alex said that there are moments where you got to kind of love the, this uh the late 80s uh aor cheese a little bit and i do love it here i mean with the verses i mean it's got that again it's got that cinematic kind of you can picture uh this opening uh like the ver the opening verse opening some kind of michael j fox movie again i'll use that i think i used that in the last one uh but it works i don't know again it just uh, it it it, uh, it touches all those kind of warm and fuzzy aor little things in my brain and uh yeah i can't be too uh um uh, yeah, I can't be too critical of it. Um, and, the, and the guitar solo uh, to around three minutes is yeah another thing that I kind of like to sure. cool break down. Um, yeah. uh, you know, this is one of those that, Mark, I remember you playing on the keyboard. And that's kind of how I got into this song. Yeah. And I didn't at the time, I didn't even remember what the title was. I just knew it as that song, you know, that, oh, yeah, that's that song that Mark plays on the keyboard. Yeah. <laughs> but of course, now, though, I... Uh, I, I, I still like the song. I don't want to give away too much for Love It or Flush or anything like that. Um, I still enjoy the big ball of cheese, but man, put that Casio keyboard away. <laughs> I cannot take it. It's 1980. It's like, did could they could you not afford new gear? Like, I, I don't understand yeah, I don't the issue here. I, I just don't. I don't. Chris may like that sound, but I think you actually sank it with the the, the ballpark. It's because I typically can't stand it, but I don't know. Maybe you're just looking in your Cracker Jack box for something good. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, I'm surprised it wasn't ripped off for other like ball games where you got just that one clip of yeah that uh, of that one synth patch going over yeah. the uh, yeah. Speaker. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, typically I would be. In the same uh, yeah, same ballpark as you. Yeah, I get that. Um, but it's just weird. It's because maybe that's because of that mic in the mechanics, right? Where I think I'm like, okay, I could see it. And maybe that's why I liked it more. Just to, yeah, just because of how the melodic structure of the song, I guess, makes it a little easier to deal sure. with. Sure. Um, I, I do. What I do like about this song, though, I do like how the chorus doesn't come in until over halfway through. Yeah. You get a verse, pre-chorus, a verse. You know, we're not going to play by the same rules every single verse. You know, it's kind of a ballad song. Usually you rush to get to the huge chorus of the ballad. Not That's not the case here. So I, I kind of like how it takes its time and grooves a little bit before it gets to the chorus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I was going to ask, Kev, because I, I know we met up earlier this week, and we were sitting on the couch listening to this song in out of all the songs, I think we start. We we basically just listened to. Was it just side two? Right? Yeah, we we only listened to side B. Yeah. Which which we're on that now. And out of like the only songs that played, the only one that you really commented on, you said something about when this song came on. You're like, should I should I give my thoughts about this song, <laughs> or, or or is it? You said like, is it too early to share my thoughts? I want to save it for the podcast. Yeah. So I was like, I was I, I kind of knew. Like when this sing- song came on, without even saying anything, it just like 
he's going to have some thoughts about this one. Oh, yeah. Which, it it which was is, about that synth, too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, which is fair. Yeah, it's and weird. This, like I said, I, I, I was like, it's, it's weird. I don't know why this is working for me, because typically it's like, and I'm very sensitive when it comes to especially key, because I love keyboards and rock, but I, I have a I have a kind of a basket of a few synths that I love and a, a few that I just, just throw them away. And usually this is in that bucket. I usually hate very tinny kind of thin synth sounds. I mean, yeah, my, my perfect rock synth i mean is like in dreams like that just kind of where it drives and almost it's almost like a, it's almost like it's competing with the guitar mm-hmm. uh uh and here it does it's not really doing that it's kind of accompanying it but uh in a little bit more subtle way but it's weird how it just and maybe that's just because of the type of song that it is i mean it's not a dreams it's a yeah it's more in the line of uh, in line with like love uh, locks in like that kind of uh, lighter fair but uh yeah i don't know like i said it's, sometimes it's hard to explain why something resonates and why something doesn't and that's you know with me yeah it's more i guess personal than anything else sure yeah so i have some some thoughts on this song and it's interesting it's uh (laughs) can we maybe agree on worst van halen music video of all time i don't know if you guys have seen it but i'm getting i'm getting rush time stands still vibes oh <laughs> with, boy with, with, with the guys which you know that's a good song and, i love and, that song and, but that's, and, that's not and, that's an 80s video was one and and amy man's in that which you know yeah. works for me but you know other than the hot the, the the hot babe being in the the feel so good video i don't know about this one and honestly all right this is going to be a take here but <laughs> when i hear that synth and I hear it's. Don't get me wrong. It's a catchy song. I, I I I'm I get stuck singing it, so I I don't hate it. But when I look at Sammy's like colorful jacket in the video, that's what I think of when I think of this song. I think of rain. <laughs> I think of Rainforest Cafe. Just oh, like no. <laughs> that's what I, I just think of something like tropical. Like I feel like yeah. Like I'm gonna see a freaking toucan. Or something come into yeah, the song like like I'm going through like the Amazon. I'm watching that yeah. now. It's, it's, it's funny this this song is turning into just, one of those. It's just like bright green and pink, and it's just like very colorful and tropical. Like you know, this could be on a Bob Marley record. It just it's it's almost like too too much. And, and don't get me wrong, I like the '80s cheese, and there's yeah. some catchy parts, and I think the guitar solo is right. cool. But ah, I don't it's know. Funny. Yeah, it's funny. More than any other song in here, it seems like these uh, songs really have a very specific personal uh, kind of resonance with us. Yeah, where it's like, because Alex said, it's like, I wouldn't have even thought of that. And then with mine, where it's like, I would typically hate this song, but for whatever reason, yeah, just all the musical parts just kind of come together in a, in a way I like. Yeah, I don't know. I can't explain it. Yeah, okay, so I'm, I don't know. I'm surprised that yeah. nobody has thrown out Alex's warm blanket on this one. Um, I mean, it just seems like it's tailor-made to, to do that. It's almost it, like the it, band has heard warm blanket and they made a song for that i mean they, they literally <laughs> the song was made for they me call, okay. yeah, they, yeah. Call, they called it feel so good i mean what feels better yeah. than a warm blanket yeah i know uh, <laughs> kevin i see you watching that music video there <laughs> i can do the same thing it, i i i, I, I just kind of want to unsee this like maybe i just move on keep my memory of that song away from that uh that horrible that, uh yeah, 80s uh yeah Def leopard-esque sure video okay. yeah that that yeah that's that's not a good video I, I, i'm sorry that you brought that up alex <laughs> well you know I had, I had to cover all the angles okay. you did yes uh let, let's move on from that and uh, go to finish what you started
funny. I am not much of. Uh, I was never much of a country fan, but I love that uh, the country vibe. Weird, weirdly, in this song. Um, again, this is probably one of the few times where yeah, Eddie kind of steps outside of his normal comfort zone and actually brings kind of a more unique, uh, uh, kind of a unique approach that you normally wouldn't associate with him. Um, yeah, I just love yeah, just with that clean acoustic guitar. It's, it's got a very strutty vibe to it. And also, you can kind of picture like the band like sitting on a porch or whatever with a bunch with guitars and just kind of yeah, very rustic, very kind of stripped down. Uh, um, you know, the image like, I get for this one is yeah. I, I I see I close my eyes and I see a jukebox. Yeah, and I just I, I just see those kind of those bubbles moving through the or, like I don't know I just like see just an image of a jukebox and it's, yeah, it's uh, yeah it almost had even like a, a ta- tavern kind of feel to yeah. it also yeah, where you could. Uh, like how many bar uh, themed uh, yeah, music videos came out during that era? You could almost did they do a video for this song or no? Actually, I think they did, and it was much better than Feel So Good. I can tell you that yeah, one. It was okay. <laughs> just, uh, yeah, but I just love yeah, just the yeah, just the unique uh, uh, yeah, the unique yeah, country tinged vibe that uh, resonates throughout the whole song. It just yeah, and even Sammy it even compliments Sammy's vocals too because he kind of really pulls back here t- as well. Uh, it's very much more subtle, but again, it's. Yeah, you're just kind of sitting there with a big smile on your face, and yeah, throughout, yeah, throughout the whole song, and it just yeah works. Sure. Where are you gonna go, Mark? I can't. Yeah, just my comment. That was just my uh, uh, my th- my visual image from from this song. Oh, okay. It's the jukebox. Uh, That's all I have to bring to the table. <laughs> yeah, this is, in my opinion, the first song where the production finally works for the song. Yeah, well, yeah it, it, it is actually super clear. It, it's it, it's very crisp. It, it's not muddy, and, and it finally yeah, comes it, together. Like, right. oh, they knew what they were doing on this one. Yeah. The, the the country song somehow they they, they get right, that yeah, one. The hard yeah. rock that they they can't do it all. Yeah. Don't know why that is, but <laughs> um, I, I do like how. You know me. I like the oddball Van Halen song. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. We know. <laughs> you listen yeah, to this enough. Yeah. That. But, um, that that little breakdown around two thirty, where it goes do little 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 little. I like that bit. I, I like it. It's, I, I queue it up. I, I don't sure. know what you're talking about. Uh, let me get that. Yeah, I I also like the chicken like how, picking part almost. Yeah, yeah. It, it shows up again too around like three oh five. I can I can run it. Yeah, it is. I think it shows up a little bit later too. I love that. I was just interspersed with the chorus. It's almost like a chicken picking kind of feel to it with that solo. Again, yeah, this is probably one of the few times here where it's like, okay, he's doing something different and again it's after stripping everything away though it's like okay that's when you get that kind of okay something i guess that's something that was that you could say could be new for uh or van hagar is yeah stripping back all the effects all the heavy production and okay here you go you get something that actually kind of yeah something new yeah for the Sounds band a bit like uh diver downish maybe that's kind of a, sure, I yeah guess. Uh, alex what do you think yeah yeah that that's that's fair yeah this is a really fun song uh one that oh, uh, I think a lot of people have said that if there was ever a Dave song from the Sammy era, which song could Dave pull off? And a lot of people, I think, said this one, which I think makes sense. It's I know it's got a country vibe, but I I think, again, it it really just kind of paints the picture of Sammy just being at the Cabo Wabo. You know, it's drinking tequila or something like this in Cabo Wabo, I think, really fare up well together. And 
Yeah, the video I think is a little better on this one. I'm almost getting like a '90s like the way it's shot. I, I feel like it could be like during the credits of like a, an opening TV show, like a Full House or something. It just uh, I, I get I, I, yeah, I, I guess that sort of like vibe from it, which you know you get something super dated with feels so good, but then in the same on the same album you get something that looks I, I don't know totally maybe like 10 years down the road or, or something like that which is kind of cool so yeah i think this is a fun song I, I think it's really cool that it's showing another side of eddie that yeah and i was thinking about this earlier it's like some of these songs like did, did he kind of just write this stuff just to show people how diverse he really is like this is before a time when i think like you know instagram or something like that was wasn't even a concept yet where you know, if he had an account, maybe he would have just showed that, oh, he could do a bunch of chicken picking kind of country stuff like this. And he would just put it on his account or something like that and wouldn't bother, like, writing a full song for it. But here, I, I don't know, maybe that's a bit of a weird, weird take. But uh, I, I think it's interesting that he just really shows his strength on this song and shows that he can write this riff and carry it really well. And it serves Sammy. This is like this is a Sammy song. And, and I think it's great. You know, uh, to that point, um, Eddie has not been shy in the past about previewing what he's working on before actually integrating it into a song. And I'm thinking in the Us Festival, um, if you listen to, I think it's his just his solo section, you can hear a little bit of Jump being written. Um, sure. Even um, if you've seen that clip of um, Eddie on uh, 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 Two and a Half Men. Uh, with Charlie Sheen, I don't yeah, know if you've seen that clip, yeah, but that guitar rip that 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 guitar rip that he rips off there, I mean, that's basically like as is, which was uh, right. two or three years later. Um, yep. So, like, it is kind of unfortunate that we don't have that medium where we kind of see that progression. It's like if that, I mean, sure, that might have happened at some live show at some point, and you might have been doing some chicken picking, and and you know, it's just been lost to to time. Um, I'm watching this music video now, and I'm uh, I'm, I'm loving uh, Sammy with the full size Gretsch. And like yeah, the, the way that this is shot, <laughs> it's like and, a Chad Atkins kind of. Vibe. Yeah, yeah. Cool. This, the way that this is shot, this is almost like cherry pie without Bobby Brown. Oh, um, yeah. It's kind of got that black wow. and white, infinite white. Um, yep. You know, I don't know. I'm just watching it with the sound <laughs> off. So <laughs> the music is obviously very different. And, you know, obviously, um, you know, Bobby Brown, you know, kind of launched a career off that video. And, um, you know, they're kind of trying to do that here, I guess, with this forgettable girl. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, like seeing Sammy and Eddie both on guitar here is kind of cool because you forget that Sammy is a very competent guitar player. And yeah. it's almost like, you know, what's he bringing to the table in a band with such a titan of guitar? Um you know, maybe uh, I don't know how much, you know, was ever really said on what he brought to the table that way. But um, it almost kind of makes you think if they had done that, you know, what, uh, um, you know, like Van Halen with two guitarists. Hard to imagine. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Did I mean, on, on the records, I mean, did Sammy play any rhythm or was it all or was it all Eddie for the most part? I mean, I don't I never have dug. Uh, it says here that uh, if I read correctly, that. Sammy played guitar on this song and uh, the bonus tra track, uh, April okay. Blues. Okay. Well, good for him. Yeah. So wait, so is the one out of two. Is the main riff, Eddie, or like just that main, that main clean part of the beat, or is that Sammy? I, I don't know. I mean, they both can. I feel like this is something that Sammy could play. Okay, yeah, because I, I, I don't know. To, I, I don't want to have to retract everything I said because I know I was but, giving Eddie props. There, there, <laughs> I, know. There, I want to make sure there's a lot of stuff like that where once Sammy got into the band, especially on a When It's Love or Love Walks In, like because 
those were the times where Eddie would move over to keys and Sammy would play the solo that yeah. I always wondered, did Sammy actually play the solo on the studio version? Like sometimes it's kind of hard to tell because I feel like, and I was watching today, for example, I was watching that Tokyo Dome show and I was watching their version of uh, There's Only One Way to Rock, which is a which is a Sammy solo record or solo song. And they both play guitar on that. And when they both start doing the kind of climbing solo at the end, they sound very similar which with some of their licks and stuff. So sometimes I, I wonder, like maybe, maybe Sammy played on more of the stuff than you thought. I don't know. Yeah. It really makes you think like, yeah, he's kind of like that, almost like a Prince character who's, um, yeah. you know, very known for one thing is performing and singing, but really yeah. underrated for his guitar playing. You know, never yep. really thought of Sammy that way. I don't think many people uh, think of him immediately with that. So it's, um, you know, almost kind of a, uh, a, I don't know. I want to hear more. But and, uh, if, and, you know, if, and if I can hop in here real quick, yeah, uh, you just reminded me. You just reminded me. My favorite guitar ever, Sammy's Yellow Kramer from this tour with oh, the yeah, OU812 yeah. and, and red, red tape. Red Floyd Rose, yeah. Yeah, like that is oh, like ex- I think my explore, favorite. Right? My no, no, no. It's just it's a, a Beretta. It's a Beretta. But if you guys, if anybody yeah. has a chance to look that up on Google, yeah. that probably my favorite looking guitar of all time so but, uh, but yeah if, if anybody out in our uh in our uh, in audience land yeah can correct me if that's true if, if um if sammy did play most of the guitar on the song yeah, yeah please let us know because yeah i yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't want to feel too much like a dope but yeah <laughs> I, I love Gosh, the uh yeah, yeah. I, I love the uh, <laughs> i can't drive 55 on that guitar too yeah this slanted yeah, 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 on it yeah, yeah so all right, yeah. let's move yeah, on. Let's kick things up a little bit since those two songs were obviously, you know, different feeling than uh, this one, which would be Black and Blue. Yeah, this is definitely a fun kind of song to sing along to. But I, I don't. At least for me, this uh, this is kind of where, at least for me personally, where it starts to kind of run out of steam a little bit. Um, mm. This is this this is kind of the more, at least as far as songs on this record, more of the kind of generic pop rockers again, uh, fun to sing along to. But it doesn't stand out like a lot of the other tracks. Um, and funny enough, talking about production. Uh, this sounds like something that could have been on the uh, the next record, actually. Like that main kind of clean riff almost has a kind of F-U-C-K vibe sure. to it a little bit. Okay, that's that's uh, crazy because I was thinking yeah. that too. And it's almost like as we're yeah. going through the album, we're getting away from the muddy synths yeah. and the you know super layered guitar sound. Um, you know, Kevin, you mentioned the event, uh, uh, Eventide, was it? 
the yeah yeah, the yeah i mean just like yeah. uh, i mean it, you're it's, 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 it's clean up and kind of taking a direction more towards mm-hmm. like diver down or some of the earlier records yeah. and you're like i'm really starting to see alex's point with regards to a reorg of these tracks because <laughs> like i feel like yeah. these are decently strong tracks is just like what kind of order were they put in um yeah. considering that is you know the back three songs of this album and we're you know maybe jump on the gun a little bit but um you know just it just feels odd and it's a it's a decent yeah. groove it just you know I, I agree it might be a little generic it kind of sounds like a a hair metal chorus just from like mm-hmm. a sunset strip band right yeah. <laughs> um but you know it's still got a cool groove and um i just i, I struggle to see where to put this on now maybe kevin or alex you have an idea better idea of where this might fit because it's not bad it's just kind of lost in the back here along with the other two or three songs here right i I feel bad for this song because for me personally it's one of the highlights and it's kind of stuck as the second to last song yep and that that's that's a tough position to be in it's like one of those tv time slots where you're like oh man we got this time slot how are we gonna gain an audience (laughs) (laughs) yeah so you know maybe it would have done better on on side a you know even maybe closing out side a or something like that um this is one of those songs where you know that concert that alex referenced the tokyo dome 1988 fantastic rendition of this song which made me absolutely love it sammy is on fire and he's literally climbing all over the stage on this Mm -hmm. one and i I think he really brings it in this song too the screams just just insane and it's one of those moments where he just he he lets loose And, and i love that what he just lets loose in these songs yeah yeah i would agree with that too i mean this is yeah again one of my more favorite songs on the record and i think i mean it was a single and i think deservedly so i I think it's it's really cool it's it's called black and blue and yeah it's got this really bluesy riff like yeah it's not as as typical bluesy as like apolitical blues is but it's like that it's that blues song on the record like the the blues original i think it's just it's got the stomping riff i love that that part you played there kev during with that little drum fill where he hits the snare and does the the pulsating kick drums and and it's it's so interesting with that that drum sound there we go again where i don't know if that's trigger or if he's getting into those simmons drums but it's got that patty digital sound to them and and it's cool like i I like it. it it's from the era and I like the breakdown and the background vocals are fantastic on this yeah. song. It's just so the great. harmonies are so good and it's creamy and yeah, this is a fun one to play on guitar with those octaves. It, Cause sure. I, I like this one cause it's not too hard to play. Like I, I, you know, I'm not rocking the solo or anything, but the verse riffs and stuff like that are pretty simple and it's, it's just a good one to kind of pop on and jam to and strut, strut along to. It's cool. So I, I could see this one being like a best of both worlds where they're doing a little dance across the stage. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's a solid track, but I totally agree with you. It's like, man, such a, like a big single like this and such a strong song. And it's the second to last song. It's almost kind of hidden in the back there. So. Yeah, I feel yeah. I feel I feel you on that. Yeah, I'm probably gonna have to check out the uh, the live version of this then. Yeah, you you're kind of because yeah, this seems like a song that would be great. And again, as a sing along in an arena with twenty thousand people. Because um, sure. I know just on the album here, just for me, because again, it just seems like okay, we need to put a rock, uh, kind of just a pop rock song in here. That's yeah, not necessarily innovative, but um, I could see though in the right setting, 
um, yeah, I, I could see this song kind of lifting a little bit on my uh, on my uh, music meter. So I'll Our have to check that out. Stock are rising. Sure. Right, a little yeah. bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, there we go. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I totally forgot that this was a single. And I'm looking at it now. It peaked at number 34 on the uh, Billboard Hot 100. Wow. Okay. I, I had no idea. Talk about a forgotten Van Halen song, then. Yeah. Because the other singles yeah. from this album you kind of remember, which would yeah. be what, Finish What You Started and... When, when is love? love and yeah, number which one everybody knows number one on the rock tracks yeah so yeah pretty interesting and it's sad that it's kind of gone by the wayside i mean you you could say that it's a little generic but it still yeah. brings it for no, it's fun yeah like i said it, it, it it's designed to get you even if it doesn't bring anything new to the table it does kind of bring it does kind of bring you in a little bit yeah and kind of gets you to bob your head even if you're not necessarily into it you kind of subconsciously find yourself like oh okay I can maybe see what a, they were doing. Yeah. Maybe a bit too long. Yeah, well, when I, it's when it's love is longer. Oh, well, I was just I was just thinking about that, Mark. Like, I, I didn't really pay attention much to the length on on these songs until it got to Cabo Wabo because we're at seven minutes. But yeah, there's kind of a lot of long songs on this. Like, most of them are over five minutes, closing on six. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Well, when, when we get to the CD era, I mean, definitely when you got to one of the musical transitions of the 90s was just padding out that album, you know, 13 minutes of, of five plus minute tracks and everything. And, and, you know, we're a little early for that. But I mean, they're definitely, you know, not to go back to when it's love, but, you know, like in my opinion, I probably would have cut that sing along section. Um, I mean, this is a slow song, so I'm cool with it at you know, nearly five and a half minutes, but you know, it's kind of a, you know, this maybe this album may have used a little bit of uh, trimming and maybe that's one of uh, Kevin's uh, points at the beginning with um, not having a producer and, you know, kind of being at the top of your game where not many people can tell, you no, you're recording it in your studio. Like who's going to come into your studio and tell you what to do. Like I built this mansion myself, so I get it. <laughs> um, but like it, it doesn't necessarily, um, you know, come out good to the fans when it when it when it gets down to it maybe a little bit of trimming might have helped this a little bit and a reorganization absolutely well let's let's close this thing out uh with sucker in a three-piece I got to bring up um, Alex and I were going on this uh, last uh, uh, record with uh, I Want Some Action being the unreleased yep. track from uh-huh. 5150. And it sounds like they maybe have polished that one up a little bit. And yes. It's close. Like it's not quite that. But I feel like that idea didn't quite die. 
wow Kevin, i yeah, was Kevin, thinking that same thing it's like yeah. this this is almost like a, i want some action kind of yeah i mean it was too good to, to just leave and and kevin i gotta ask you uh does this is this qualify as a decent closing song i was actually gonna say i have in the notes one of the finally get a decent closer from van halen album I so wrote that. That's the yeah, <laughs> the eighth eighth album, and we finally get a decent closer. Finally get something going. that isn't a total question mark or a total clunker. Uh, <laughs> Happy Trails yeah, I, isn't bad. Okay, okay. <laughs> Happy Trails. Yeah, but it's also oh, in, it's, a, in it's, a simple rhyme. It's I mean, a joke. In a simple fire. Yeah, yeah but that that's. Fire. Yeah, I, I flushed on fire. Yeah, you did. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> in, in, in a, okay, in a simple rhyme is good. Happy Trails is good right as a song yeah, but if you're not in on a joke you're kind of like scratching your head this yeah i know yeah. Yeah. um yeah i i love this song you it was funny uh the song gives me big uh acdc vibes a little bit uh including the main riff um uh yeah pretty much all the way up through the first half or through the first minute essentially um where i there were parts in here even with sammy's vocal where i could hear brian johnson almost singing some of these Parts. They've just got that kind of uh, that sexy kind of. Uh, now I want to hear that cover. Uh, yeah, I know. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, and it's funny. And there's a section in here again where it kind of slows down a little bit from just the pure and undulterated hard rock at uh, 320, where it's almost like in Panama, where you get that slow section. Yeah. Can you cue that up, Kevin? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's just so good. Um, yeah, I love Sammy's story uh, as far as how he wrote it. Uh, yeah, being, a, I don't know, if, I can't remember if they were on tour or not for the previous record at, uh, at some poolside at a hotel. And just seeing some beautiful, like, 20-year-old girl with some, like, 60-year-old, like, fat, smelly kind of, like, guy with a cigar in his hand. It was, like, the typical kind of, you couldn't have painted it better. I think yeah, David Lee Roth in uh, a Little Ain't Enough music video. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Anyway. <laughs> Alex? <laughs> yeah. God, I, I I think this is this is a great song. I mean, yeah. just playing these clips back and listening to it, listening to them through my headphones, it's like this. It's like, man, it's just all these songs are so good on this record. It's like yeah, it's it pushing it's yeah. it's pushing this record up for me. I don't it know. Is, it's yeah. like fifty one fifty might be taking a step back here. And, oh, uh, oh, I don't know. Uh, okay. All right, so hear, yeah, just out. hear me out. Yeah, go ahead. When we're yeah. getting into. I, I want to say when I'm getting into a cohesive thing here i know that i said that the track listing is a little weird i stand by that statement mm -hmm. but i don't know i just almost feel like the songs kind of make sense together more where on 5150 like amazing songs way more successful of a record and there's bigger hits but i almost feel like they were it was almost like a 1980 it's like an all-star kind of team yeah. where this it almost feels like a more focus kind of record where they weren't from a songwriting perspective yeah. Song, yeah it's like they're trying to get everything to sort of like fit a vibe and fit like this mold and i mean of course this is maybe it's just because i'm hearing this last instead of inside that i'm getting better thoughts about it i just i love that opening like I, it's probably pretty basic that he did like it's not re really anything catchy 
it's probably one of the more simple opening rips he's ever done. He's just like Chris said, it's kind of more of the ACDC chords. Yeah. And, you know, he's doing his dive bombs and stuff, but it's not it's not a source of infection or an AFU. It's not something super technical. But, yeah, I love that breakdown part that Chris played. Just the gu- guitar tones are really cool. It's, it's almost got like a I don't know if it's like a mid kind of woofy sound to it but i'm almost getting i wouldn't go as far as to say like a master of puppets because i know like their guitar tones they they took the mids down a lot and that's sort of like a woofy guitar tone but i'm almost kind of getting a little bit more of that from from 5150 i feel like the guitars are almost brought up a little bit yeah i i think this is a cool i think this is a cool song and and another thing too that i kind of realized on this song specifically is those background vocals they're so clean and concise and mixed well with each other that sometimes it's it almost doesn't sound like it's like van halen like doing the background vocals i almost feel like i could be hearing somebody else doing them like i wouldn't be surprised getting some help or something where it's almost like too too perfect where it's Mm. blended and it's like it's interesting so yeah that's cool i felt that too yeah i felt a little bit that uh some of the harmonies were a bit too crystal clear got a studio voice what's that guy dan funkelberg or whatever it is (laughs) what's his name oh i have to look him up yeah uh something thunderbuck the guy who's like (laughs) yeah like nobody knows who he is but he sang on like every song ever yeah and he's never credited really Uh, ami thunderbuck yeah what's what's his name tommy thunderbuck tommy Tommy, yeah, Doc. Okay, okay. Let, let's get let's get a list of credits. What did he do? Uh, Motley Crue, Doctor Feelgood. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, let me see. <laughs> I wonder what Tommy's I, doing right now. I, I'm gonna All right, well, I'll, I'll, I'll you pull that up. I mean, I just um, you know, it's kind of we're closing out the album here uh, before we jump into the seven for the buy and our uh, a, a patented love it or flush it. Um, this album is uh, is such an interesting gradient from such a dark introspective keyboard heavy opening to basically closing out with three fun tracks that would have sat home really well on diver down or um you know just kind of a late era dave record maybe they had some you know some stuff that they had kind of in their back pocket that hey we wrote this in 1983 didn't end up on the album wrote that one for 5150 uh and you know didn't end up on the album so let's pad out the back of the album with some fun tracks kind of the opposite way that you would order a van halen album i think or like or kind of like a quintessential i know they've opened with darker tracks before but you feel like you'd put the fun california party songs up front and then you'd you'd ease in with the uh the ballads and the you know uh you know i'll stand by the a bit too early for love again um and uh you know it's just it, but it, it's such a gradient with this that you have songs that sound like they're right out of miami vice and then you have songs that sound like they're right out of dave era so um you know there's something about this order that just doesn't make sense but like the pieces are there it's just not coming together like i feel like 5150 was just the magic touch um and then this album might have just been pulling some of the back catalog who knows maybe they were touring so much they didn't have as much time to write this one i don't know but uh that's just kind of my, my my closing thoughts on these tracks so here we go uh seven for the buy um who's gonna get the extra buy or terminate on this one um i got it last one um i think alex has won almost every time um so we'll see how it goes chris you armed and ready uh, all right um okay uh all right number question number one true or false uh 
A Political Blues is a cover uh, of a song from what artist? Uh, was it A, Montrose, B, The Who, or C, Little Feet? Yes, Mr. Alex. They are. <laughs> I'm going to go with a big C on that one. Little Feet. All right. You are correct, my friend. All right. Ding, 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 ding. I need my dinger. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> okay. All right. So we got one for Alex. And all right. Okay. Question number two. Uh, may, short... may, may I ask who the hell is Little Feet? First off. Oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> our... Yeah, band like on chicken so... foot, but. Right. Yeah, really. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Um, some of those bands didn't pass the test of time are, are we gonna dating. are we gonna get to a chicken foot discussion? i know they only have like two records up but you know uh, are, are, are you deep into chicken foot no <laughs> I, I dig some i dig some foot you, you dig the foot okay yeah maybe not the chicken <laughs> all right <laughs> all about Tofu foot. foot right yeah <laughs> all right uh, where was i okay <laughs> question number two uh true or false uh Shortly before the release of uh, the uh, the record, Sammy uh, got sick from a mosquito-borne illness he contracted on a trip to Australia. I feel like there's a trick in there. Okay, Alex. Uh, that is false. Uh, part of the story is true, but it wasn't Sammy. Oh, I know, you're right. Yeah, that was my trick question in there. Yeah. <laughs> oh. It was Mr. Red. Yeah, you were correct. Yes, he was on a uh, vacation with... Uh, with Valerie, so okay, all right, so you know I knew that a... that was celebrating a honeymoon, wasn't it? Or a yes. uh, yeah, oh, I should have jumped in. Uh, was it that the their like seven year anniversary or something like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, just Slow let Alex get button. points. Yeah. What he gets? Okay, all right. Uh, this uh, all right. What was the first song that the band wrote and recorded for the album? Uh, was it A uh, AFU B Finish What You Started? C, when it's love, or D, none of the above. All right, Mark. I, I, you know, Alex has got two points. I've got none. And from my old Scantron days, yeah. <laughs> from my old Scantron days, I remember that if it is none of the above, just pick none of the above because it just might be yeah. right. Holy shit. You know I, haven't heard, I haven't heard the, word, the term Scantron in years. Okay, you know, it's it. supposed to be a younger show, but I mean, we might be dating ourselves a little bit with the Scantron. <laughs> All right, so is that your final answer? Uh, that uh, you know, last time Chris said that, that meant it wasn't. The no, right Chris, answer. don't give it to him. <laughs> no, I'm not, no, I, like I said, no. Is yeah, I, is, is, are you going with D? Uh, you know what? I'm already behind two. I am going to go with the first song that they wrote. Uh, it's going to be. <laughs> Come on, you're 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 committed now. You got to go. You yeah, go with or, D. None of the above. Uh, you are incorrect, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of leaning towards that way. I honestly don't yeah. know this. Yeah. Just finish it. Can I? Well, you wait, wait, wait. I was, I was, I was gonna say, is it C? Finish what you started. Uh, uh, no. It. Uh, it I'm gonna go with uh, when it's love. That's my guess. Yeah, that's correct. But oh, uh, no. so we both bombed out. Oh yeah. boy. Uh, I, I feel like Kevin could stay in because he just kind of was cleaning up my mess. Right. All right, all right. All right. So, okay. So we're Mark is out again. Okay. 
Yeah, not to put down the old. Uh... Hey, Mark won the last one though. Yeah, That's he good. he had his moment. Yeah. Yeah, my fifty-one okay. fifty moment. My favorite record with nineteen eighty. Yeah, okay. yeah, so you're just not. Maybe you're just not into it with this one. Yeah, you're not uh, yeah. invested. Four point five. Okay. Give me an extra blush. <laughs> I need to come back here. All right. Extra yeah. blush. <laughs> oh. Okay. Um. Uh. All right. Uh. This one might be a. F- Fiery one for you, uh, for the two of you that are still Fire, in it. Uh, fiery, he says. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, true or false? There is no official producer name for the record. Oh shit! My horn. Where's my horn? Uh, can I lost go? my horn. You better hurry up before I get my horn out. <laughs> I'm putting this on there. My, fo- uh, my phone See, is locked. <laughs> I looked at the record and and it said it was produced by Van Halen. So in yep. my in my yep. opinion, that is an official producer mark. But, it, but as far it, as in the traditional sense, though, I mean, they they didn't have like a normal. Yeah, it wasn't like they had uh, uh, like um, uh, Ted Templeman. Yeah, that was what I was trying to get. Oh, at. Yeah, I see. They, yeah, I mean, uh, Lady, like, this is this it, but... is tough because I'm pretty sure it said produced by Van Halen and Don Langey. But do you have the? Does anybody have the record? I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say. Do, it's sort of like, and that because I'm gonna go by what uh, what Sammy I'm gonna said. say they, there they, was they, because they because yeah, you know, there's they, no they were, official producer producer. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Okay, I so I guess we, Wikipedia says otherwise, guys. What is it? Wikipedia. Like I said, I, I'm going based on a Sammy interview. Uh, okay. Yeah, where he said that yeah they technically produced, but they didn't have an official like outside producer. Yeah, that's uh, pretty much what I was trying to get at with that one. I think that the word of Sammy counts over Wikipedia, so we'll give Kevin uh, a point. Because there, technically, yes, yeah, he sure said yeah it was right. yeah technically I mean he said yeah we yeah we produced, but it wasn't like they had like they had like a. Uh, Maybe I should, maybe that's how I should have formatted it. Yeah, that they didn't have uh, like a normal outside. I, I get it because they kind of just listed the band and the engineer as the producer, yeah. and that's like okay, what's the caterer the producer to? It sounds like it based on the album. <laughs> yeah. so do you, what do you want me to do? Do you want me to give it to? Uh, do you want me to Kevin? Give it to Kevin had it right. So. Caterer. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we got. Uh, all right. Let's see. Too busy cooking chicken, not mixing the bass correctly. Yeah. What's going on? And uh, grading scantrons. Okay. <laughs> Jesus. All right, true or false, um, okay, Eddie and Alex dedicated the album to their mother, who passed away about a year prior to the record being recorded. Oh, oh my horn! My horn <laughs> yeah! Oh. I'm going to lose we go. this did, because of technical Did I get this one? <laughs> I, I didn't okay. hear you, Kevin. you're in. All right, I'm going to say false. They dedicated it to his father. You are correct. Yeah. All right, yeah. we got a tie game here. Oh, boy. All right, here we go. It's a okay. tie. I'm going to go into sudden death. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Al, is your phone ready? It is, but look at this. I'm pressing it, and it's not going. But let me try this. There we go. All right, we're good now. I was on silent mode. Siren mode. (laughs) Okay, uh, true or false, uh, OU812 was the only uh, uh, title option proposed for the album. Uh, (laughs) All right, Alex. The answer is false. Correct. And what was the original title? Phone. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> there we go. All right, Alex. again. I don't know if that is uh, relating to the uh, body, the body part, or an action. Who's right? <laughs> I think Kevin is gone. Did he just quit? Yeah, I, I think <laughs> like, he, he had a, he, yeah, he had the breakdown. Yeah, it was, it was just yeah, the, it was too much. Yeah, he just yeah, he, he, went, he, went, out, he went out to the garage. 
<laughs> yell to yell. <laughs> I want to kick some bushes. Baseball bat and meet Alex in the back alley. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, our back alley. Back, back, back alley. <laughs> All right, so, Chris last episode. Was yeah. Like, Alex right. gets the uh, Alex fire for me. All right. Oh, it's so fresh. I knew that one. He was just faster to it than me. Faster on the gun yeah. there. Yeah, you got to yeah, gotta work on right, your uh, button skills. Let's <laughs> load it up. Uh, Chris, or sorry, it is Kevin, Alex, Mark, and Chris. Order. Alex, take it away. All right. Time for the famous Love It or Flush It section where we pick what songs we love, which songs we can do without, and which songs we wish were never written. <laughs> and then one that we would buy for our own personal playlist or greatest hits to introduce a, a friend or family member. So let's start off with track one, Mine All Mine. Kev, your thoughts? I am going to love this song. Maybe it's in the wrong spot. Maybe the synth is a bit dated. It just has just enough good parts to keep it. So it, it is on the edge of the bowl. But I'm keeping it. <laughs> On the edge of the bowl. Okay, fair. Yeah, I think I'm going to go ahead and flush this one, I think. Uh, mm. I, I, there's I, It grew on me a little bit over the years. I don't know if I would go as far as to terminate it, but I don't know. I just feel like everything else is stronger, and I know I had some, some uh, thoughts that might confuse some people about a certain song later on in the record, but I, I, I don't know. That, at least that one's a little bit catchier. So, yeah. Uh, Mark, mine all mine. Your thoughts? Um, you know, I agree with Kevin's negative points on this, and I do feel it's in the wrong spot. It is one of those songs I was also air synthing uh, with my son in the back seat, uh, as I was with uh, um, what was it, Love Walks In on Fifty One Fifty. So. Just kind of for that alone, it's a killer uh, opening. I think it's a 10 of 10 opening with that um, uh, that lyrical opening from Sammy. So I'm going to have to love it. Okay. And Chris, wrapping it up, what do you think? Uh, I got to terminate this one, unfortunately. Oh, uh, gone. Yeah. I'm An sorry. I can't terminate it. Yeah, I'm sorry, Mark. Yeah, I can't uh, yeah, jump on as far as the – because I know now you've got this emotional connection with James with it. But, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't share the same – emotions <laughs> so so chris 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 i have to do this what? we're opening the album with when it's love now <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> chris and his production credits oh. this is gonna okay i'm gonna yeah this is probably gonna be a controversial we'll, we'll, we'll wait until that uh but uh yeah i uh yeah this song it's just it's got too dated of a can we just open the album with a political blues please <laughs> let's just get it let's just let's just flip the whole record over here um <laughs> god run it backwards yeah uh, but uh yeah, I yeah again. It's it feels like a song that could have come out like four or five years earlier. Um, I can kind of see why Sammy was struggling with this. I think the struggle ultimately kind of sets the tone for, at least in my opinion, how how it kind of sets on my again on my eardrums again. Uh, I think it's yeah, it's just too yeah, it's too dense and it's too yeah, too dated. So yeah, it's got to go. That's to go. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, well, let's go ahead and move on to track two, uh, which is going to be When It's Love. Uh, Kev, your thoughts? Uh, I'm keeping this one. It's my warm blanket. Cheesy blanket or not. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm, I'm keeping this. Yeah, yeah, I, I'd have to agree. Uh, uh, definitely, you know, a little, little cheesy here and there, but I, I love the, the verses. I love how they beef it up live. Like I said, I love how... Uh, 
Eddie will go ahead and mimic that uh, synth line on guitar. I think it just kind of just gives it a little bit more hair and hair to the live version. So, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and love this one, uh, Mark. You know, if this were a warm blanket, it's a warm blanket with a wet spot. And what do you do yeah. with a warm blanket with a wet spot? You put it in the washing machine. You flush it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know, gone. Yeah. I mean, if uh, if they had played this, if they had recorded this, how Eddie plays it, goodbye. Get them. Um, if, if they had played it in the studio like Eddie plays it live, I think I would have kept it. But it's just too sure. wuss for me. I feel, I mean, I, I totally agree. It's a little bit more wuss than Love Walks In, I think I would say. I disagree with that, and yeah, that's why. <laughs> Where are you going? <laughs> yeah, my, okay, yeah. Uh, yeah. But I, I still Trappers. keep it. I still love it, but I feel yeah. like it's a little little more tamer and a little bit more uh, Sandals Beach Resort commercial than uh, Love Walks In is, so okay. I don't know. Well, strap yourselves in, boys and girls. Um, as critical as I was on this, the rest of the song is are my favorite part of the whole album this is again a song and again kevin and i have had numerous discussions on this that it's a song that i wrestle with but uh i'm gonna buy this sucker (laughs) wait wait, i accidentally hit the buy button before you said that i can't believe it yeah you knew there you go it worked out this was the song off the record when i made my own little playlists of of rock songs this is one of those songs the one song i took off of this record and added because again, I love I love the verses. I love that synth uh, uh, guitar combination riff uh, more enough to where it it, it it makes me as much as I hate the chorus. I love the rest of the song with uh, with a deep passion, and that's why I wish if it could if I could I w- it's still kind of song. I wish they could rewrite it and just eliminate that and write a better chorus, and then it would be the perfect song. But again, yeah, I know it's uh, sorry if I'm confusing our audience just with the show that I. <laughs> put on yeah about an hour ago but uh again it's got those get it. it's, it's got you like those. you like the you like the verses you hate the course that's look look if you're putting I mean, it on a playlist the, 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 the solo at the end yeah just uh yeah sammy's yeah everything comes yeah 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 the rest of it is enough to propel it to that to the to the top spot for me where i can forget it yeah again it's got it's just those damn those damn curves yeah those you know those curvy verses in there <laughs> Yeah, I guess Curse I just, again, is making waves. Making waves, <laughs> yeah. Love again, yeah. again yeah, I guess so that makes wild me, two innings here. Again, I guess <laughs> yeah. that just makes me kind of a simp. But yeah, well, what can you do? Yeah, I, I, I'm not going to apologize. <laughs> All that. right, well, let's, if you're putting let's, it on your playlist, it's a buy. You know, that's right, the yeah. definition of it. That's fair. All right, well, let's move on to track three, the uh, barn burner, AFU, naturally wired, punctuation in all its glory. Have your thoughts. Despite my dislike of the title, uh, definitely giving this a love feel like it would have done a, the album a great service had it opened the album. Yes. So I'm definitely keeping it. Awesome. And and and, and uh, what what are my rules here? I, I got a couple couple extra choices. You get one extra one? buy or one extra terminate to use at your discretion. Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and buy this one. Oh, there we go. It's I think it's strong enough where it it's uh, here's a take, guys. I I think this one is is a better song, but you guys knew my thoughts on Get Up for the last record. Uh, I think for a fast technical showing up what you can do kind of song, if this was a Get Up for this record, I think it's done better. 
I, I think there's a lot of cool parts in this, a lot of cool moods. Everybody kind of shines on this one. So yeah, I, I'm going to go ahead and buy this one. I think it wow. kind of <laughs> kind of shows a lot of cool stuff that this, these guys can do on this record. So, uh, Mark, what are your thoughts? I am quietly listening to this in the background, oh, just no. trying to convince myself that maybe I like it a little bit more than I do. Um, I'm not sure. It's it's kind of on the edge for me. It's just, I mean, I, I hate the title. Um, like I get why it's different, but like it just kind of bugs me. It just kind of seems very like 90s, I don't know. And, and maybe that's good in a way that they're being more 90s and less 1982. Um, the guitar is just kind of muddy on this. Um, it's a cool riff. Uh, I'm going to have to flush it, and I'll give my reasons later. Oh, okay. All right, all right, Chris. <laughs> Still going. Chris, what are your thoughts? It's, it's a big um, one. Again, yeah, I, yeah, I love this song. I love, yeah, Sammy's screams are just, yeah, they're just too good, even if they are a little over the top. Uh, the riffs are a little bit more kind of classic Van Halen. Um, yeah, I, again, just as as far as in, even more on the instrumental side, I think I, I got to give it the love. Yeah, just because, yeah. Yeah, it kind of it, it, it goes a little bit backwards in time and kind of pulls some of those sensibilities out. So, yeah, I gotta I gotta love it for the, the classic Van Halen in me. In me. Okay, all right. Well, then let's move on to the last song of side one, the uh, the Sammy Hagar staple, Cabo Wabo. Kev, your thoughts? Oh boy. Oh, oh, oh. oh the background vocals. Come yeah, on. Yeah, I. <laughs> I, I, I I take extreme umbrage. I know that. <laughs> this is just. Uh, you, you tr- went over you, Cabo Wabo Resort. Versus Lithuania. Versus Lithuania. Now it's Cabo Wabo. Now, now, now okay. four, four bunch of people with Tommy Bahama polos are just floating away to sea. Wish <laughs> <laughs> the town Gone. never existed so you'd have never been inspired to write this song. I, w- I wish oh, we had heaven. One. I wish Everyone's we had one of those like you. I wish, I, wish yeah, had, I, I can't even get my piece in. Yeah. I, I, I wish we, I wish we had uh, we could queue up like a one of those new nuclear test videos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this this is this is the song of most overall that just screams get a producer. Seven minutes long. I, yeah, the background vocals huge highlight. Probably the best part of the album. Seven minutes long, junky sound. Just, I don't know about that. Come know. on. Just, I, there's no bass. There's, there's nothing yeah. there. It's just like, what is this? What, right, what is man, this? It's okay. What is this Flat demo? Yeah. Can, 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 we, can we do an And Justice for All discography at some point? I want to hear your thoughts on the lack of bass on that one. That's an emotional tribute to a uh, man who passed away too soon. Yeah, well, there's yeah. no excuse on that album either. But yeah, come on, Van Halen, fifty-one fifty, have a number one selling album. I know. Let's put that put out a cassette tape and a garage band type sounding album. <laughs> I, I, I could see that on some songs for sure. Okay, yeah. all right. Well, Mark, we're, uh, oh, is, I'm up on this one. Excuse yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, don't let me uh, get up. I, I'm gonna love this one. Uh, I will agree. It's a little long. Uh, little. It is, a, it is a little long. I will agree with that. Seven minutes of Cabo Wabo. I don't know if that's necessary. It's like, it's like watching Lord of the Rings of Cabo Wabo. That's just what I want to see. Yeah. Like it's, a like, it's, it's not quite a, a six-minute fools, but 
I don't know. Yeah. It's it's a little long, but I, it's fun. I, the backing vocals are, are my favorite part of it, and it's going to keep it for me. So, yeah, I, I love it. Uh, Mark, what are your thoughts? Um, I'm going to have to agree with Kevin. I'm not going to go as so far as to terminate, but this gets a flush from me. Boom. Gone. Yeah. <laughs> just, just, it, it, it's that solo I just <laughs> talked about. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm a flush on the whole side one here. Just, just, just the scratch sound out the record. Yeah. That's the sound of the urinal at the Cabo Wabo right. at 2 a.m. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, like synchronicity. Just goodbye. I just got out to the Pacific Ocean or whatever ocean Cabo faces. I mean, no or care. I don't want to go there. <laughs> I kiss the ground. Uh-huh. No, I mean, a, a good Sammy song, like, you know, for his solo record. But, you know, Van Halen was just not bringing the effort into that solo section. I know I was kind of the lone wolf on that voice. But, um, you know, I, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, just just OK. It's my flush. I flush it. No, it's All okay. Right. Again, it's uh, again. This is a show of personal opinions, but yeah, I, uh, yeah, I can't, I can't destroy the. This is this, if I, yeah, I know I've <laughs> my opinions of the of some of the my favorite songs on here have been confusing, but yeah, if I wouldn't have bought um, when it's all, I probably would have bought this. Just again, I love the riff. I love the the harmonies with the uh, yeah the background vocals, yeah the, the chords, everything, uh, and even the uh, the solo section. I gotta take. I'm gonna take it. I don't care what yeah. anybody says. Right. including that guy on the left of my screen right here. Yeah, he can. Yeah, yeah, he can. <laughs> uh, no, I'll be nice. But uh, but yeah, I just, yeah, I got to give it the love. Yeah, it's just, uh, and I understand, I agree with Kevin is a little long, but uh, there is enough, uh, it's best moments on here. Just, yeah, I have to love, yeah, put it in the top yeah, tier for me. So, All right. Yeah, love, well, love that, me, love that's me. fair. Yep. All right, well, then we'll go, we'll move on to side two, opening that up with Source of Infection. Kev, I know you can play it. Does that factor into your results? This, this is one? this this is tough. Um, my my go to maxim in the past has been if I'm hesitating hesitating on the song to just pull the handle. And this one, the oh, fact oh, that I can oh. play it, I, I'm saving it, Alex. I'm saving it. Right. I'm not pulling the handle here because um, I do have to flush something on this album. I'm not going to be like Mark and flush everything, <laughs> but uh, yeah, the, the, it, it's, first of all, it's three minutes and 58 seconds. So it's, it's, it's a nice plus to see a shorter song on the album Shortest and, one. um, it, it, it rocks out and I do love the tapping. It's one of my favorites. So yeah, of, the, of his tapping style. So we're keeping it. All right. Well, there we go. Yeah. This one is, is a love and, uh, I was floating with the idea of maybe even buying it. I know that's probably a little Ooh. wild to say. I don't know if I'll go that far in retrospect, but yeah, I don't know. Just the, again, the backing vocals, a lot of cool stuff going on in this one. And the, the hot for teacher comparison kind of made me think about it a little differently. So yeah, I, I won't go as far as buying it, but I was thinking about it just cause I had that extra, but uh, I think I'll save it for something else. So yeah, I'll give it a look. Uh, Mark. Um, you know, I, I started off talking about this song that I really disliked that Jan Hammer style tapping intro, obviously got different opinions on the call here. Um, but it is such a killer, uh, high energy, you know, up tempo proves the band can still bring it in an era where many are questioning that, um, Still sounds like mud, but um, <laughs> I did buy Hot for Teacher, and last album I bought Love Walks In, um, so I kind of feel like I need to balance out some of the ballady songs on my playlist with this one, and I am going to take out my money and buy this 
track. Wow. Oh, okay, very nice. There we so go. I got it for you, Alex. You didn't, you didn't, you didn't uh, want to go that far. I got it for you. So it's on one of our playlists. All right, okay. that's fair. All right, and then Chris wrapping it up. <laughs> yeah. Um. Even with the massive hot for teacher vibes on this song, it is again. It just. Uh, I guess they did it well enough again. Where yeah, I, I can't. I, I I do love it. I mean, yeah, from the the riff to to the. Yeah, it's what Sammy brings to it with his personality. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's just a great, a uh, great fun song. And yeah, again, that's of all the Eddie tapping moments uh, uh, as far as an intro to a song. Yeah, this is probably my favorite. Nice. Yeah. Okay. And that's right. Yeah. So that was that. That was a love on that one. That was a love. Yeah. 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 All right. Awesome. Okay. Well, let's move on to another single, the uh, Take Me Off to the Ball Game track <laughs> of the album. Uh, feels so good. Have your thoughts. Boom! Oh, there right it goes. The there she goes. That's- it's funny because I, I, in my heart, like I like the melody. I like the song structure. The more we discuss that synth sound, I made a note of it going in. I, I just, just flush, flush it for the synth sound alone. Yeah. Put it out to the Lake Michigan. Fair. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Goodbye. Yeah. Now, now this one's really tricky for me because I I was considering a flush, even considering a terminate. Wow. But I think after listening to it today and hearing some other thoughts on it, you guys might have saved it for me. It is very catchy. It's a very catchy song. I, I don't know. I I'll I'll, I'll save it. I'll save it. I'll go. It's my one. It's my one-eyed opossum of the record. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a sympathy love. Oh, it's sympathy love. Yeah. It's sympathy. If we have any uh, fans that tuned into our last episode, you'll understand what I'm getting at here. But uh, yeah, okay. I'll, I'll save it. But it can get a little, a little too colorful and a little too annoying for me. From a guy who loves '80s cheese, you think right, I'd be yeah. all about it? Yeah. Yeah. sound it. Yeah. I think yeah. it's the. I think it's the synth sound, but. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's a little catchier than Mine All Mine, which that one ideally tonally is better. But I I, I guess, yeah, it, it, be, does, it does make you feel good at times. So I'll be honest, yeah. Alex. I'm wondering what you're going to terminate now out of the last three tracks. Do I? Well, here's here's you what I was thinking. Terminate. Do I you have, have to? Yep. You have to. Oh, crap. I don't know. Okay. So, right, and, we'll, and, the gun. <laughs> uh, well, now, now you're putting me on the spot here. <laughs> because gonna we're go not. Is this going to be our first love to terminate? Uh, <laughs> I, think it, I think it might yeah, be, guys. I think it might be because A Political Blues is not on this, right? We nope. can't, can't nope. include that. Nope. Damn it. All right. Yeah, the, well, yeah, the... get it out of here then. Talk about up. Jeez. Yeah, he just yeah. comes in with that. Oh yeah, you got to terminate something, and boom. <laughs> well, yeah, the governor. Yeah, the governor did not answer for a stay of execution. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. He thought he was off the hook, but uh, but no. Yeah, he. Uh, no, there was there was no answer on the other line, so he's yeah, he pulled the switch. Ted <laughs> Bundy was trying to talk himself out of that one, but no, he's gone. I was hoping. I was hoping a political blues would have come in there and i would have been able to it would have been easy terminate but you guys are like no so <laughs> little little feet gets the same and it feels so good as fuck. yeah I, I like that ted bundy that's gonna be the new ted bundy of the record the love to a terminate yeah. <laughs> they love when it's a serial killer staring you down uh, <laughs> all right well see you feel so good get out of here yeah. all right moving on 
Mark, your thoughts. <laughs> uh, I feel so bad for that song now. A Flush and a Terminate. And I have a little story about this song just for me during this week. I was trying to improve the audio in one of my cars and I was listening to this song and I was getting really frustrated and I was plugging the wrong cables into the wrong slots and it wasn't coming out right and when it finally all came together it was feels so good and it was just pumping out of those speakers and it was crystalline so i can't it's it just it's such a, a, a it's such a clear song and um you know as as cheesy as it is i love it you know i i couldn't stand uh when it's love but i can i can deal with the cheese here it's just maybe it's just it's just less bon jovi and more foreigner and um, I'll take foreign over Bon Jovi. Right. You just get a very commercial. Or even, like, like again, this yeah, this commercial or something. But yeah. hey, fair enough. Yeah. 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 Again, the yeah, the same kind of vibe for me. Though I kind of associate it more with the uh, with the Mike and the Mechanics reference because I know if they would have done this song, I would have really probably loved it even more. So I gotta give it. Yeah. yeah, I gotta give it some level of love. Yeah, it's I just could, I, could, I could hear this on Invisible Touch or something like that. Yeah, it's uh, it's got and it, again, it could be just the melody. I mean, that's just how my brain works. I just the way that it was constructed here, it just it. And again, like I said earlier, I mean, I typically hate that type of synth, like that kind of almost like organ synth. Organ. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but for whatever reason, it just sits well in here. Maybe it's because of the melody. Maybe maybe they were towing a very fine line if they would have gone even a little bit off of that melodic line that they had written maybe it would have sounded like garbage where okay just get rid of it okay it's like okay you so they they are walking a very fine line here but they succeed enough to the end of the song where it's like, okay we're still on the beam <laughs> we didn't yeah fall into the i could page. see it yeah <laughs> it's a song that could go real wrong real fast oh, yeah exactly that's yeah that's yeah so right. yeah we gotta love it all right well that'll move us on to where are we at here finish finish what you started kev your thoughts giving it a love yeah uh production finally works the song is good. Uh, they they took a shot out into left field, and it, it came together. It it seemed to work well. Okay, fair. I, I I think I would agree with that. It's a good. I really like that clean, stratty guitar riff. Uh, video is better than feels so good. So they get a point there. And uh, yeah, it's just a it's a classic. You know, sitting down at. Uh, Sitting down at the dock with the acoustic around the campfire or something like it that. It does, kind yeah. Of or even on the porch, so, yeah. That was the reference. Or on the porch, yeah. 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 So yeah, yeah. I'll give it a, I'll give it a love. I think it's a good song. It's a good Sammy song. So, Mark, I'm not into campfires. I'm not into sitting oh. on the porch playing my acoustic. And here comes the terminate. Well, then you have oh. it. <laughs> Maybe I'm missing out on life. I don't know. Maybe you need a you need a porch, I guess. Maybe then you yeah. you were never a porch guy <laughs> like, like me. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I guess I have to. Um, you know, and it's maybe more of a um, a contextual thing to me. It maybe would have it, it fits the least on this album. I think. I think out of all the songs, you know, yeah. as as much as I don't like when it's love and the chorus, like it still fits. Like I still get it. I still understand why it's here. This one just feels maybe almost a bit too. Get your experiments off my vinyl. Sure. I, I, maybe I maybe a little bit of that vibe, and I don't like yeah, that. I don't know. If, I don't know if this is as experimental as some of their other. Oh yeah, I mean it's definitely not complete garbage like yeah. a Saturday afternoon at the park or whatever. <laughs> like like they were just you know uh, um, you know uh, sorry Eddie, but like, yeah. I, I don't know. It, it just doesn't really uh, work for me. So I give sorry. it the old T. All right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah I, <laughs> goodbye. All right, yeah. Chris. 
You got uh, a porch. What are your thoughts? I, uh, <laughs> as, a, 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 as, a, as a former porch guy, yeah, I know. yeah. No, I, I love it. I love the fact that they brought in some country elements and actually made it work in a unique way where it's still it's still a Van Halen song. It still has all those great elements that they're known for. But uh, uh, and again, like Kevin said, it's probably the as far as production on the record, it was the one time they kind of they kind of got it where it wasn't like either overdone or underdone. Yeah, kind of. But I guess you'd have to do you have to be very careful on a song like this because it is it's pretty much almost like you're just live in the studio, just recording the band. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, the chorus uh, is great. It's very, very laid back, almost a warm blanket feeling kind of um, sensibility. But, uh, but yeah, it, yeah. Again, it's something different that works on here and I got to love it. Awesome. All right. All right. I got uh, but for the listeners, before I move on, I kind of feel bad a little bit with my Terminator, maybe a little bit of uh, early regret here, because for you Uh-oh. don't know, uh, Chris. Yeah, Chris, my friend here was uh, growing up on a on a farmhouse with a porch, and that's where he learned to play guitar. And, you know, we, we spent uh, many hours hanging out there and playing guitar. And I just basically crapped on your childhood. Yeah, you did, okay. <laughs> that terminates. I feel a little bad about that. Yeah. Gave his childhood the big T. Yeah, <laughs> so terminate your 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 guitar playing existence. That's all right. That we're we're, we're we're only human here. Yeah. yeah. So we, 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 yeah. So yeah. We, I think we all can live with it. But yeah, no, we're I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, well, let's move on to what the last single of the record, uh, well, last track listing single, but first single released, and that's Black and Blue. Kev, your thoughts? Ring me up for Black right. and Blue. Oh. I'm sure I'm sure you saw that coming, Alex. But uh, I did. Yeah, I love this song. I think it's got to go on the playlist. I think it holds a lot of the highlights of the album. It, it encapsul- encapsulates the album's vibe, um, muddy production and all, <laughs> but it's yeah. a little bit clearer. So that that helps it. Uh, Sammy has some great moments here. Total bunch of fun to play on the guitar, and of course yep. the live version incredible so yeah i'd agree yeah and i'm I'm gonna i'm gonna back you up on that i'm gonna buy it as well uh it's 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 a great single um yeah like like i said it it, or you said it it kind of encapsulates the vibe of the record it's cool it's a good kind of stompy darker song and yeah i i just i like it a lot i think it's I know I picked AFU as my first buy, so that's the kind of like the fast rager, and this is a little bit more of the slow groover, so balances it out. So yeah, I'll go with the buy. Mark, I gotta ask you, uh, which one would you have bought had you had one buy? If I only had one buy, mm-hmm. ooh, probably this one. I think. Okay. I yeah, think. I mean, just because the background vocals get me a little bit more than an AFU. If there are mm-hmm. any, I'd have to listen to that one again. I'm drawing a blanket how it sounds now, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it happens. We go through a lot of Van Halen. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna listen to this record again after we're yeah. done here. So no worries. <laughs> yeah, th- this song is, um, you know, I think you guys have talked me out of a flush on this one. Um, it's, it's a little too long. It's a, um, but you know, you, you could back me up with this uh, um, fun to play, cool groove, and uh, you know, a little bit brighter on the Van Halen side. Uh, that being said, where they are right now, so I'm going to take my hand off of the handle and give this a love. All right. Well, I guess, uh, I guess I'm gonna have to. Uh, oh no. Use my own flesher here. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I, uh, it's a. It's a. No, I'm not, don't get me wrong. I mean, it's a. Uh, it's a fun song, but I feel like I've heard this song a million other times from a million other bands. Again, enjoyable, but it's not something that kind of. It's like a song I listen. To. Okay, yeah, that's fine, but it's like I don't. I don't go back to it 
every time I come back to this record. Um, so I don't want to kill it. I still don't mind that it's out there somewhere in the down in the sewer somewhere. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, you got to flush something. So you got to have a lot of loves in a row. Yeah, so uh, so it, it's a it's a yeah, a very light flush. But uh, but yeah, compared to the other songs on the record, yeah, this is the song I pr- pretty much never go back to when I listen to this. An eco-friendly uh, flush. An eco-friendly flush. Yeah, there we go. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, just uh, again, it's 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 a song. It's it's it sounds like the kind of song like okay, we need to write. Okay, like we need to write a pop rock song just to finish out the record or whatever. And it's kind of almost again, I use the term cold and calculated. Again, it does what it's supposed to do. It hits you. It makes you want to sing. It does all this stuff, but it doesn't. Uh, it doesn't really stand out compared to the rest of the record. Uh, so that's why I had to flush it again. Mm. Fun, it's it's got the fun factor. The fun factor is keeping it al- alive at least. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, but yeah. So yeah. Sorry, but it's yeah. It's got a. <laughs> All right. Well, fair enough. All right. Well, let's uh, move it on to the last track of the record. A solid closer. For the first time in a little bit. Kev, your thoughts? <laughs> Sucker in a three piece. Yes. Um, besides just being a solid closer, I saved this for now, but this is my stock is rising song of yep. this album. So yep. I'm giving this one a love. Yep. Awesome. I'm going to agree. Uh, I'm going to say the exact same thing. Uh, stock is rising. I think I would agree with that. So, yeah. Yeah, let's move, let's, let's move it along, Mark. Yeah, make it three for three. <laughs> oh, yeah. stock is rising. You know the, uh, um, and I just love that whether it's true or not, that image of the sixty-year-old uh, with the uh, the twenty-year-old uh, piece of action at the pool. You know, right, like yeah. I, I think that you know if that's whether that's a slight at Dave or not, it probably isn't. But I kind of like to think of a nice healthy rivalry between the bands. Um, I like it. I think that it's, uh, you know, I kind of agree with Chris that I might not, this is one of those songs that I might not reach for when going for this album, but if I do listen to the album in its entirety, I think, hey, that wasn't such a bad song. So, love it. Yeah. Awesome. All right, Chris? Yeah, I yeah, I, I, I like the song a lot. Yeah, it, uh, yeah, just, again, uh, whether it was conscious or not, uh, kind of the ACDC vibes with kind of Eddie's Brown sound kind of really made me kind of pay more attention to it. It's like, okay, it's probably one of the more stripped down, just straight on kind of rocker tracks on here where it just, uh, again, you can kind of, you can close your eyes. You can kind of picture what, yeah, what Sammy's singing about with, and then you got the riffs and it's, again, it's just a classic, uh, kind of, yeah, funny sex kind of song. And I, yeah, I I like it. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. doesn't take itself too serious. Yeah. Sure, it was a good balance between what they were doing with Dave and, and that kind of song with what they could do with Sammy here. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All, right. Awesome. all right, we're getting to up. the apex of the album, 30 seconds that define the album and ultimately become the opener for our podcast. Um, I'm going to start because I'm going to have something, um, if I recall, the rug was pulled out from under my feet last album. Um, <laughs> uh, maybe it was the album before. I don't know. But uh, Kevin with his turnaround one. jumpers at the last second here, with his, um, you know, on the, uh, uh, the 30 seconds here. So I'm going to throw out one that may not be the best song, may not be, you know, you guys might have some... Um, uh, I guess qualms about some of the uh, instrumentation here as we've talked about, but I really do think it defines where the band is now in 
So I'm going to bring in Alex's double bass drumming, uh, the keyboards, uh, uh, the balance between the synthesizer and Eddie's actual guitar playing. He's not lost in the synthesizer. He's actually still there. Sammy's opening the lyrics and that little major chord turnaround, kind of a musical chord progression uh, for a song that might just kind of be, you know, if you're writing a cheesy sing song, you might not go there. So that's my argument uh, for yeah. these being the 30 yeah, seconds. You're, you're, you're really, yeah, I know you're really trying to make a case for this song, but it's, it, again, it's like, it's okay, this is 1988, but it's like, it's just got I, I so much. Yeah, yeah it's, got, it's got such an early 80s vibe. I also think like as far as even an early 80s kind of like teen comedy where you, where that riff starts and you almost can picture like, where it's like that's that's that song comes in at the moment where it's like where the people in the story are trying to like okay they're solving this big problem that's come about in the story like okay we got to I know we're gonna build something or we're gonna solve the okay you yeah, know what I want to watch yeah. that movie I want to watch whatever that. they whatever they had, yeah <laughs> yeah well yeah whether yeah any whether it's a uh, yeah um, real genius or any kind of movie like that where you can just kind of picture that again it's got that cheesy cinematic kind of 80s feel to it. Okay, Chris, what, uh, yeah. do, what do you got? What's your 30 seconds? Where do you go for this album? Uh, this was tough. Because, um, again, there's a lot of... I mean, you've got rockers on here. You've got uh, you've got full-on synth songs. Um, yeah, I... Yeah, you want to pass? Is, I'll pass it off? Yeah, yeah, at least for now. Yeah, this was a tough one. Yeah, I know I was trying to... Because, again, there's so much... Uh, regardless of what the production or whatever. But I mean, there's a lot more diversity on this album I mean, you've got acdc type sure. rock you've got mike in the mechanic style like synth pop yeah you've got early 80s <laughs> with the mm-hmm. one with you yeah, with mine all nine you yeah kind of uh weird kind of cinematic uh, uh synth uh, it's, it's a hard album to pin down for sure yeah. alex what do you think a political blues I, 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 <laughs> I, that, that, that was my first thought uh, there, but I, no, this is tough. I, I was hoping I wasn't going to get picked next. I mean, just off the top of my head, I, I almost want to think like, I'm trying to think of a song that sort of encapsulates every sort of tone. So you got the hard rock, you got the good Sammy, you got the good backing vocals, and you got the synth. And I, I, think, I, I think the mine all mine works a lot, but dare I say it can almost find like, the guitar solo into like the last chorus of when it's love maybe or like or like or like get a verse in there i don't know maybe that song that is great can you kick yeah i don't know if you can do that up i know let me try to cue up the guitar solo here that is a great yeah especially with the backing uh uh main riff i got it And yeah, 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 we'll stop it there. God. <laughs> oh, that's a great part, though. Yeah. All right. I like that, that. the chorus even more now. Kevin, yeah. where, do you, where, do you ha- where are you at? All right, I'm not going to say anything about that, because we're going to argue about this later. But <laughs> mine is black and blue, three minutes in, right after the solo.
know it's coming. Okay, that is incredible. I know I, I knocked that my headphones song. off. I love that song. All right, I, I love think... that song. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on, hang on. That is some killer 30 seconds of Van Halen right there. You know, Alex knocking his headphones off, I think, is yeah. like a sign. <laughs> yeah. I, just, I just have to, to submit the rebuttal here that does that really represent where this band is at this time? See, this is what I was going to say about it is that it's – for the when it's love, okay, it feels like if you heard it, yeah, could this be on fifty one fifty? Yeah, you know, I might be able to if, if just judging on thirty seconds. I don't feel like this could have been on fifty one fifty. It's darker, it's wider, uh, it, it it feels like this album. Now the mine all mine, that one I, I have a tougher time with. All right, throw that uh, in the because, trash. I get it. I just, just yeah. no, no, I no, no. I, I like the part, but I totally understand your 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 reasoning for having that as the thirty seconds, because it does. It's like, yeah, this is everything that that this album is. Yeah, I mean, it brings the wuss, but in a good way. <laughs> right. I guess, yeah. and that's where I feel like the band was at this time. But I, I know, think that's album. why that's why I picked this too, just because you have the background vocals, you have the guitars, you have Sammy doing his thing, but you also have, yeah, this is catchy, but it also feels kind of darker. I, I just feel like you're trying you're trying to make the band out to be what it's not right now. <laughs> it's like that that like it's an exception to the rule. Yeah, this, the band is not quite. There yeah. across the rest of the record, right. and that this might is, be this, overruled. Yeah, yeah but is, they're not. They're not anywhere across the rest of the record. Right, yeah, I mean, this record is very. Again, it's got moments that kind of that kind of uh, tap into all of our sens- uh, sensibilities. Since again, we have very eclectic and wine raging uh, musical tastes. But again, yeah, I think that's more. Again, rooted rooted more in kind of the more classic kind of even early Sammy and kind of more later classic Van Halen. Not necessarily. The entirety of the the most current, uh, as far as Van Hagar itself in 1988, I think, uh, yeah, there, yeah, there's, I think, I think better, more, better examples on here. I mean, because again, there's a lot of, again, this is kind of the era where they were doing strict AOR with synth and uh, uh, very kind of polished uh, vocal harmonies, and that song doesn't necessarily, as fun as it is, I can. I think I would love this song more as a as a live song, and that's maybe why I'll, I'll have to check some of those. Sure. You, you you guys can one of you guys can send that to me later, so I can yeah check that out. But uh, uh, I think yeah this is yeah this is again just a kind of and they they did a lot of these between fifty one fifty and even the album after this yeah just a lot of these kind of generic fun, but again it does it's not like a uniquely uh, uniquely places them at a specific moment in time. Um, well, this might be one that. Yeah, it's, it's I, just, I don't it, know if everybody's going to come to an agreement on one here. This, right. this I will say that is one. a great that is a great part of the song, but I don't think it like like your brother said. I don't think it necessarily kind of captures uh, is the differences that they the real differences that they were kind of embracing at this time. Uh, this is just again like okay, we need we need to pad a rock like a fun sing along rock song on here to appease our rock fans. Yeah, uh, especially when you have songs like "Feel So Good" and. Uh, even uh, when it's love to an extent, yeah, which are very different. <laughs> uh, they're very unique, melodically very unique, but not what you would come to expect, uh, yeah, from yeah, from a band with this with the history that they do. 
so yeah, again, it's 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 a fun song, but I think we need to dig a little deeper into the yeah into more of uh, some more of the unique things that they were kind of playing with around at this time. Again, like yeah, like uh, when it's love, or feel so good, or uh, Cabo Wabo, uh, finish what you started uh, are all very different. Maybe even maybe not finish what you started because again, that's uh, that's about really yeah, is, yeah, very different, um, but still very unique. And again, it kind of kind of like a curveball where Black and Blue really isn't a curveball that kind of makes you think of this record. Uh, it might be just a song that you like just in general and just in the Van Halen discography. That uh, but as far as is this a curveball record, though? I don't. I don't know if it is. I think it's an extension of what they were doing the last. Yeah, album. but I, you know, I, I, I think this is more varied. I think it, when you listen to Fifty One Fifty, I mean, it's. Uh, I will admit they they are more, the sound is more consistent across that record. Where here it's, uh, kind of you got all kinds of stuff. You got the the ACD, ACDC rockers. You've got the, the proggy pop song. You've got the beach song. You've got the the weird political song. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It opens the yeah, album. I'm, almost, I'm yeah. almost wondering if we can find something in the deep cuts, like AFU, Source of Infection, or Sucker. I, I think maybe something in one of those, because it's a little bit more kind of classic and not, yeah, not I love, so different. Yeah, I mean, so I love, maybe there's yeah. something, that, I, and then maybe that's where the Mind All Mind comes in, because it's not such a big hit. Where you know what? Yeah, I'm I'm going with Mark's mind all mine. It might, I might have to agree oh, with crap. that, and that because <laughs> I, I, mean, I, I I terminated little, that song, so I don't know. I, I know it's a little dated. I guess I'll just have I to step know. out. <laughs> no, I, I just and, no, and and I understand. I totally understand your terminate for the song, but I do feel like it it's has it has all the stuff that it's got that you were talking about. It's got the, the different vibe. keyboards. It's yes, okay. exactly. Like yeah, do I do I absolutely love the song? I did say that I loved okay. it and love so it or flush it, but I don't. Okay, so we're not yeah. necessarily going on our favorite thirty, but no. the moment no. of the uh, or on the record that kind of best exemplifies where they were going the whole, and, what type yes. of, and the elements that they were bringing in. Okay, I I could sure. see that. Um, all right. I, 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 I guess objectively and just from a, as far as a. A dis, uh, discussions point yeah i guess uh and focusing on that particular thing that we're looking for that those details for those specific right. points so, uh, I, so guess it's I, gonna can, be, I guess i guess i can go with that yeah what's gonna be funny about this you know our audience doesn't know this but mark you know had a quick technical difficulty but much to his surprise when he comes back on this call <laughs> he's gonna yeah. find out that yeah. We went with his suggestion of mine all mine, and it's yeah, maybe, unanimous. Maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe him being there, maybe it was the which maybe that maybe that uh, that you know, those maybe just having him there was an issue. Yeah, <laughs> he tried to sell it too much. That yeah, was, we had to talk ourselves into it a little yeah. bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was yeah, that was yeah. All right, well, Mark is just returned, as I, I told our audience, and Mark to to our surprisement, we've all agreed unanimous unanimously to go with mine all mine wow objective so, yeah so a, a I, lot uh, happened while you were gone huh okay so i am basically i am better off not making an argument at all and just walking <laughs> out of the room yeah and, and then much. somehow you guys will come to figure it out eventually yeah, yeah i don't know maybe 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 having you here it just stressed us out we needed you to uh, just uh yeah just the three of us to discuss your <laughs> all right well i'm gonna have to listen to this podcast now and figure out why yeah, <laughs> yeah no, give it my yeah, first I mean, listen yeah, yeah kevin kevin made a good argument as far as and again because i know i terminated it Objectively, yeah, that song does it com- it does contain a lot of the elements that kind of do uh, kind of make this record. I mean, it's got yeah the keyboards, it's got yeah the vocals, it's got the guitar uh, 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 in combination or that 
classic Van Hagar uh, guitar and synth combination sure. uh, more than any other song. So I kind of, again, I looked at it objectively and just for discussion's sake, I'm like, okay, I can see that as far as just laying the template for like what they were going after. Um, I still think they could have used more uh, up-to-date synth uh, patches on it, but uh, again, as far as just a musical approach, I guess I can understand what uh, uh, that that, uh, that that influence is all over the record. Though I think it's, it's better it's, in certain it places. It's a little D fifty-ish. Uh, so yeah. I mean, it, it's not totally out of date. I mean, you know, Winger was using those same sounds. Uh, uh, I think their first album was the same year. So it, it's not. So I, I do feel like 1987 would have been a better uh, release for this record, at least kind of just from my own perception. So um, anybody have any changed thoughts on this album? Anybody uh, going up and down based on their original uh, uh, out of 10? No, I think I'm going to stick at seven and a half. Yeah, there's, there's I think enough I'm going there. up. I think okay. I'm going up. I, I think I'm going to. This is tough. It's going up there. It's going to get into the eight, eight and a half range. This might be kind of getting a little closer to 5150 territory for me i i like it i don't know yeah. i think it's a cool vibe and you know this is one of these records i, I forgot to mention this i know we kind of took a break from the album cover uh topic but this is one of those records where i have this weird thing and i don't know how weird it is because i was listening to a podcast today uh, a guy a guy was doing a, a deep dive on all of his band's records and he was talking about how important the uh the visual is to the success of a record and, you know, the way an album looks can determine how an album sounds to people. And this is one of those records where the black and the white and the turquoise, there's something about that colorway yeah. that just really works for me. It's almost like a very simple diver down thing where it's like red, white and right. black. Super yeah. simple, but it just works and it makes the record sound a certain way. There's other albums that do that, like the yeah. first Outfield record. It really yeah. does that for me. It just yeah. makes the album uh, you know sound a certain way and i think i like the the theme and the vibe and the era of this more than 5150 maybe yeah um, i yeah yeah i don't know yeah like i said again and this all comes down to personal opinion that these songs and melodies just resonate more with me uh compared not the 50 i mean 5150 has a lot of strong singles oh, on it but I mean, for on 5150 for me, there's only I mean, only like two or three songs that really connect with me uh, where the rest of it, I don't really pay much attention. I know because I know that for you guys, I know that record it, it has a special place uh, just in your musical evolution. But uh, this record, though, yeah, OU812, uh, it just yeah, there's just a lot more on here that I that, that just kind of works for me. Sure. Uh, Kevin, it's what, me, what, it's me with the the deeper records too. So take that with a grain of salt. I like the deeper stuff. So right, yeah. <laughs> In terms of where I'm at, I, I feel like I'm steady on this. It's funny because as we discussed it, this album, I'm like more frustrated at the production, but more in love with the songs. So strong, yeah, strong songs. <laughs> so, very strong so my songs, my yeah. feelings have intensified. Like my feelings coming into it have just intensified. So I'm like not willing to knock it down a point because of the production yeah. but i'm not willing to bump yeah, it love, up a you'd love to see yet, him like yet. you'd love to see him remaster this record yeah just with more of a see if they could see if they still have the old masters yeah where they can just kind of yeah. tweak those Do a little something. bit yeah. so are you yeah. still 6.5 uh you know i'm gonna say seven okay seven, so uh, everyone has gone up or stayed uh steady i think i'm also gonna join that consensus i do still hold it as 
Oh, you know, I don't know. It's hard to compare this with Woman and Children First, that being my um, least favorite Van Halen album to date. And no slight on that record. It's just they, they've put down so much strong material to this point. It's hard to really, um, you know, uh, say that this is better than any of that other stuff. Um, I still take this over 5150. Um, I think that's just a it connects with me better. It just, you know, I love bands that can just touch things and turn to have it turn to gold. And that's really, I think, what in the 1984 5150 era was. Um, I did find a kind of odd pattern with this album where I, uh, you know, flushed basically the entirety of side one, um, save for mine, all mine and kind of saved the back, which kind of felt like the, you know, side one being where Van Halen is going in terms of, you know, super synthy, you know, we're bringing the love in early. We'll throw a little rocker in there and we'll punctuate it and title it up funny for you. And we'll also throw in a Sammy solo track. I think that pretty much defines the opening four tracks. And then the back half kind of, um, you know, is a, Hey, you know, we still are that band that we were when we were a party band, California, Dave leading the group. And, you know, here's some of that you know, stuff that we saved for that might not made it on some of the earlier albums. Um, you know, here it is kind of reissued with Sammy. So I don't know if I'm as low as a 4.5 that I started out with. Um, I think I might go with a six. Okay. Yeah, Ooh. we'll go with the six. So pulling it out of F territory. That's uh, good. Yeah, I mean, okay. you guys brought it up a point and a half for me. With um, you know, I I think it is due to the back half of the album really being presented well <laughs> by you guys. Black and blue. I know I flushed finished what you started. Um, you know, but black and blue with sucker and a three piece really kind of rounding out the album on a nice um, you know, just kind of rounding it out really nicely and and helping my rating rise up a little bit so that it's not so poor or as poor as I started out with. So right. you know, sure. um good discussion on that. I think that um, you know, I could give this another spin, maybe um, you know, I'll take a break from this album. And uh we're headed out to the F U C K record next, uh for unlawful carnal knowledge. We have left the nineteen eighties. The eighties are over and we will be on the other side in the year 1991 uh so see you then and um good listening